Hey! Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to a special episode of Geekly Reveals, a show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly, and you know what time it is. It's that special episode that happens around the new-ish year where we drink responsibly, or irresponsibly, and answer your questions. It's me, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. And once again, I am joined by my cheerful co-hosts, which let's tell the people who it is that you are. Hey, it's me. It's Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hello Steph on Instagram. And uh, I don't actually plan on forgetting many old acquaintances. And what's up? It's me, Eric. I'm not on the internet. I mean, you can try to find me, but you'll you'll fail. And uh, I'm here to drink responsibly and answer questions irresponsibly. Yes, something along those lines. And listeners, you can always join in the tradition. If you've seen this show, we've been doing it for like 10-ish years or something like that. We start the episode off with a cheers. So if you are of legal drinking age uh, in your territory, it would be fun to raise a glass, raise something. And if you're not of age or if you are not drinking raise some water and cheers to another year cheers and clink Ah, tastes good you love it i will put hair on your chest or take it away if that's what you want i love this thing (laughs) i'm drinking so good yeah let's go around what do you what are y'all having what do you have in eric uh i have this bottle of a uh, Sizer Sweet Apple Mead by the Brothers Drake Meadery here in Columbus. Uh, I've had it in my fridge for probably a year and a half. Um, and I'm finally drinking it. <laughs> and I had to cork it to open it because I do not, could not find our corkscrew. So it's getting all drunk tonight. Oh, nice. <laughs> we love to see it. Good what about stuff. you, Steph? Well, um, my shot was just uh, some... Of this, uh, like, small batch vodka that we got at a uh, liquor tasting called Angry Giraffe Caramel Vodka. Um, what did giraffes have to do really with Really good. I don't know. I don't know. It looks nice on the bottle with just black print. Yeah, that makes sense. Liquor's brown. Um, <laughs> or, like, a caramel color, I guess. Uh, but uh, just maybe a little bit too much in that shop because when we, we put it in our Halloween... Uh, apple cider or halloween party apple cider and coffee put like a whole like a half a bottle in there and you could not taste it uh i I, there was a little bit of an aftertaste on the shot but Mm. uh, but uh, other than that i got the austin east ciders gold imperial cider uh which costs three dollars more than the regular six pack of austin east ciders but is (laughs) 8.3 abv pinky out 8.3 what a way to start very nice, very nice. Cheers, and 2024. 2024, and I went with El Clasico, Southern Tier Pumpkin, tasty, tasty stuff. Uh, works as a shot, works as a drink, so I'm having that in a glass of Coca-Cola and ice. You know, it's uh, yum, yum. ice made from tap water, I think, uh, vintage a week ago. You know, so, good ice. Good, good ice. <laughs> I'm glad that got last. I'm glad that got last. a glass of water. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it, it's a dad joke for sure, but I'll laugh at it. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. I also yeah. got a big glass of water and some ginger ale for the, uh... Yeah. Because, you know, hydrate or die straight. Yeah, don't... What? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Have you ever heard me say that before? I don't think I don't so. Once. Uh, I don't... 
don't worry, listeners, I'm not going to fall on my face and break open my nose again. I have uh, some liquid death to rehydrate with. Amazing. So I have my thermos of water, my big thermos of water, and then a yingling beer as well. So I'm covered on all fronts. And had so a you nice can hydrate dinner, with so. three so three bottles of water. <laughs> Basically three bottles of water, yeah. Um, one was already just here, but it's it's reusable. So, yeah, we're going to uh, jump in the episode. I mean, I don't, uh, it's not really a standard one, so I don't think we need to jump into food crimes. Plus, it's been not that long since we've talked. Uh, we'll shout out the sponsor, though. Uh, all these episodes are brought to you by, well, us, of course, uh, and Grinding Coffee Company. They're our sponsor. Uh, the woman black LGBTQ plus led online coffee shop. We got an offer code for you at the end of the podcast and a link in our description. But want to shout them out. They've been really good to us over the past however long, you know, a few years. They're very years now, yeah. good to work with. They got a great product. Had some of their coffee today. I've been drinking the Gay Agenda the last couple days. Really nice, bright flavor. So good stuff. And like I said, we got a code for you at the end and a link in the description. But more on them at the end. Let's jump into this. So... We talked about our New Year's already. We already had those conversations. Um, any massive news that you all want to talk about before we jump into this? Any any big things that have just been itching your back? Mm, no. I don't think so. Nothing nothing that uh, that supersedes getting into these amazing fan submitted questions. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it probably. I don't know. I'm going to games on quick this week, so I'm not sure when I'm going to have time, but we'll get an episode, we always do, and make sure you all look at the episode that we uploaded of Character Reveal, so good stuff. Cool, so is there anything that you all wanted to start with? We have a nice little, nice little list. Do we want to start off heavy, light, pop culture, internet culture, what are y'all thinking? What if we did like a quick retrospective of 2023? Like what was your favorite thing that you did or played or read? Most and least favorite. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So, you know what? By that mean, by that end, I'll shout out our friend, uh, our our friend who submitted a question, uh, Nancy. Uh, she asked us most and least favorite person of 2023, as well as best book, movie, and TV show. So we can use that as a bit of a retrospective. But uh, we'll go in that order. Let's do book, movie, TV show, video game. How's that sound? And then music or something. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'll type that in so we remember to go through all of it. But yeah, best book. Y'all read anything this year? Y'all look at anything that really spoke to you? I read a couple books this year. How do you say, have a like, count of how many you read? Yeah, let me yeah, pull up my Goodreads the... while you tell them about my uh, about your favorite book of twenty twenty three. Me? And it can be, uh, yeah, you, because you're the other person who reads a lot. A lot. <laughs> uh, and also because um, I can't type. Okay. okay. Well, um, <laughs> there we go. I mean, I didn't read a ton last year. Um, just because I kind of just started getting back into finally doing it. But, I mean, easy answer would be to say, like, oh, I enjoyed reading Redwall and Mon- or, uh, Moss Flower, but, like, you already heard my thoughts on that if you listen to our other show. Uh, Ooh, I, great transition. I great would plug. S- <laughs> I would say um, I read the novelization of Paprika, the Ooh. yeah which was pretty interesting uh paprika being like a, an anime movie the that satoshi came out Khan yeah movie. It's, it's it's a kind of, movie. It, is that the one that cut that inception kind of lifted 
yes, it's it's about like psychiatrists solving like schizophrenia and like other like mental disorders With, through like, like a... dream like walking essentially like going into people's minds mm-hmm. and like influencing them that way. Um, the book was good, and like I, th- I, I obviously I think the book was first. Um, yeah, and like like any English translation of a Japanese book, like there were some parts that were kind of like cumbersome just because they maybe yeah. weren't translated the best, but it was still, a, it was a good read. Nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Dom, I, I mean, I can give an answer now. I've looked at my good reads, but, uh, also feel free to. You know, I just kind of, uh, no, I just went through a, a few, uh, visual novels this year. Um, just a few more volumes of the My Hero Vigilantes. I think it's very good. It kind of, I think the the protagonist was who Horikoshi was eventually going to make the protagonist and then pivoted. I like reading uh-huh. a story about... It, it fixes a lot of issues with the main book um, and introduces some others, but this kid is in college, so for me he's more relatable of what his issues are. Uh, he's a vigilante, he's not a real hero. His quirk kind of sucks, but it's actually mm-hmm. very good. You know, power scaling, the way that this, this the quirk power scaling works... Oh, something that seems like a liability or really trash, if you hone it, can be very good. He's, uh, if he has three points on the ground, he can kind of skitter. Um, but you can use what it What a bad slide. word. Skitter has, <laughs> like, the, skitter is like the dry version of moist. Well, I mean, they do use it to that effect. Like, he skitters and people are like, wow, this guy's kind of creepy and weird. But he's a really nice okay, person. Sorry, like, I just, that's, yeah, it's just that it, word is. No, it, it, it's... <laughs> I think someone calls him like a cockroach or something. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna be the crawler, and everyone's like, like the crawler, like the donut. Um, so he's just kind of this put upon character. But seeing him grow into a hero, and like, well, if I can slide on objects, I could theoretically slide off air too. Like, eventually uses it to fall in style because he never truly can fly. Um, but you're like, oh, cool! Somebody who had a bad ability hones it rather than gets Superman powers and can't handle it. Um, and I'm on the outskirts, so I, I think that was pretty good. Um, but I've been reading that, so I guess the other answer would be I started reading a Danny Phantom graphic novel. Uh-huh. Weird that they just continue the story. <laughs> like, oh, hey, you know what? <laughs> we didn't It just, like, there. completely picks up there, like... Yeah, it's, um, it's a time travel dimension story. I mean, everyone does multiverses, but I think they were like... Hey, we never resolved the whole Dark Danny promised to come back, so let's deal with that. Uh, and they make a reference to Old Town Road in there, so I think it's pretty it's, it's pretty cool. So More books this year, that. though. I, I really want to read uh, Jeanette McCurdy's book. Oh, it was very good. And it's a light read. Like, I mean, it's not light in content, <laughs> but it's like a 200-page book with big crit. Like, yeah, I've, um, so. I've heard other people talk about it. You know, I watch a lot of those... Uh, reviews quentin reviews does but i can mm. say that i've bought the book so i've given her money for her story um uh-huh. i still want to read it and potentially hear the audiobook in her voice but i know it's very heavy and i'm like Oof. so you know yeah that's me haha cool. and what's your uh what's your main thing i'm sure you have a few but yeah, so I did read 138 books last year. Wow. Most people, like, set a goal to read 100 <laughs> books and, like, struggle to, like, meet it. Cool, because 100 books is two books a week. That's yeah, a stupid that's amount actually, of books to read. I know, that's why I'm saying, like, uh, they struggle to meet it, not that they're, like, bad for struggling to meet it. Oh, no, it. yeah, it's just, like, I, it's a reasonable 
it's a reasonable thing to consider a challenge. Yeah. But I, my, I will say that my my most ridiculous year that I was tracking on Goodreads, I did hit four hundred. Uh, but I read uh, I read so many graphic novels that year. Okay. So it was so like when you say graphic easy, novel, I mean like like a like a trade collection of like Giant Days or something or like okay. Uh, so not like individual ISBN. stories, not individual. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not I'm not I'm not shaming. Yeah, I'm not shaming graphic novels. No, yeah, novel yeah, yeah just to, like... make, to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like the trade collection that has like four to six of the floppy book stories in it, uh, or like the the paper comic stories in it but uh but no i i would say well i was looking through the list and i was gonna say that my absolute worst of last year was uh the child thief that really terrible edgy mcedgelord retelling of peter pan yeah, which we talked about I got at back length to on Jan- an episode right yeah and yeah. then i got back yeah. to january and i realized that i read a discovery of witches this year which was an even worse book the, maybe one of the dumbest things I've ever read that was like this <laughs> terrible, abusive Twilight-esque relationship between an Ox- Oxford professor who was a witch and a rich Frenchman who was a vampire. It was so bad and dumb. <laughs> um, but thankfully I read a lot of good stuff last year, too. I, like, I mean, I would recommend from just, like, uh, like a pure, like, pure enjoyment like it kind of read any and all of the dot may series that seven seas is publishing um i read like for older books like i read sea biscuit this year it fucking slapped it's such a cinematic book like i could not put it down i did not think it was gonna be that way the sea biscuit is a fantastic book sarah waters fingersmith the book that the handmaiden movie is based on also an amazing and amazing read especially if you like a twisty like uh, Gillian Flynn kind of novel. Great name for um, Yeah. And what else did I love last year? Looking at the Goodreads thing. Oh, there was one more I wanted to shout out. <laughs> Maybe there wasn't. Oh wait, no, it was pretty recently. Yes, this, and this is my this is my extremely um not niche uh necessarily but or like not lead hipster but very niche uh recommendation is a book called the book of the dead which is uh did you it 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 came up it was introduced to me in a podcast uh in a behind the bastards episode about the hawkness uh mind disaster yeah and this uh it's an epic poem written by like a woman who was like a like a wealthy heiress in the 20s who quit like being a socialite and like went on like a driving tour of like the poorest counties in west virginia to like document like as a journalist like documenting like the mine wars and stuff and she is the only first person source for this like horrific mining disaster that happened and she also wrote it as an epic poem it's cool and it's, I mean, it's that's bad... just like maybe the coolest fucking thing that you could do yeah. is write like a is like be the only source for something and have that source be an epic poem so uh it's also like a 110 page book like i do recommend it if you can get your hands on it. it's a wvu press situation so maybe your library can get it for you 
And also fun read is, uh, you know, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, uh, if you just want to learn some mythology. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to learn about uh, mining conditions in West Virginia in the early 1900s, you want Miriam Ruckhauser's Book of the Dead. Yes. Okay. If you want, uh, like, instructions on how to either raise or lower the dead... You want the you want book of the dead. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I believe it's mostly about like th- there's like some embalming instructions and like stories say, yeah. about Osiris. <laughs> like <laughs> okay, good. Okay, Oof, okay. Cool. You want to do movie cool, and cool. TV show, movie and or TV show? Yeah. Uh, no, I want to do them separate. Okay. <laughs> I find the value in it. Um, let's yeah, let's do let's do movie first. Go round, because I'm going to look up a list of movies that came out this year so <laughs> that I couldn't be not an idiot. Um, no, it's fine. I think there's, um, th- you know, there's a lot of ways to look at some of these things, too. It's like, what was yours of the year and yours that came out this year? Because they might be separate, right? Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes. Uh, but do you have anything off the top of your head, Eric? Uh, yeah, I'm notorious for, like, not watching movies or TV. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's, fine. <laughs> It's, like, a, a known factor about me on this podcast. But, uh, so, like, really the only movie that I saw this year, I th- like, I think, period, is the Mario movie. Like, I think that's the only movie I watched. Um, that's fair. I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my list, too. It's it's a strange list, I'll tell you what. Like, I just... Okay. I'll tell you what. I don't know. Look, I, I farted my way through the book section. We don't all like the yeah. same things, and it's fine. No, hey, Wonka I, came out last year. There's movie of the fucking year. Wonka, also, what like in what December? What podcast that I was listening to? They were making fun of Rebel Moon. Oh movie yeah, Rebel started, Moon came out. <laughs> it the Zack Snyder. Oh, it was on stuff they don't want you to know. I think because Rebel Moon is just Rogue One by Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, oh I, yeah, it's Star Wars. Look, if you want to, you can watch the honest trailer and see what he's what he's cooking. Um, but it's weird that Zack Snyder is, how do I put this? It seems like he's more woke than his fans want him to be, but it's not that he's woke. It's just that he doesn't, he might not be progressive, but he doesn't hate women. Like, when you watch Sucker Punch, like, oh, he might have some weird things going on, but he doesn't hate a whole gender of people. He's just kind of like, eh, I'm a guy. And then you watch, Reb- you see clips from Rebel Moon, and you're like, yeah, like, I think there's like a main woman character. He, It's just, yo, man. Don't let this man cook. It's gonna, it's gonna be. <laughs> Stop it's gonna this be dubious. man from cooking. You see, it's dubious. It's gonna be censored. But, uh, you know, Megan came oh, out I know last year. Mithrigan. Yeah, Mithrigan came out last year. Uh, across January. the Spider Verse came out last year, which might have oh, yeah, to take it, it. Yeah, that might take that, it for me. That's fair. See, like, I think the best one I saw last year would be Everything Everywhere All at Once, but that movie didn't come out last year. Um, yeah, and, like, Bottoms was really good. Uh, saw, saw X was pretty good if you like the Saw movies. Um, anything that you could all of possibly the, uh, like about ahead. those was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everything. anything that you could like about Saw X, the soap opera, the killerness, the weirdness, it's all in there. And they actually try to tell a story and try to play John Kramer off as this good guy. But it does the best thing that the Saw movies do. This movie takes place sometime before Saw 3 when he dies. But obviously, Tobin Bell and um, Amanda, I cannot remember the actress's name. They're obviously the oldest they've ever been because that's how time works. 
And that yet they're supposed to be like, no, no, this is before John couldn't move that way. Like, yeah, I don't think it is. It's an old ass man. Cocaine um, but... Bear came out this year, last year. Did you see it? I did. It was actually it was really good, honestly. Oh. It was exactly what it needed to be. Like shark, sure. I mean, Sharknado like, was like that, too. Not Sharknado. Fuck Shark- I actually don't like Sharknado. Uh, Sharktopus <laughs> was like that. I, I think I like the Sharknado sequels a little bit more than the original Sharknado, because they didn't, they were like, we want to make a B-movie, but we want to pretend that it's good, but Sharknado's 2, 3, four, and 4, and probably 5, are like, oh, this is art. Um, yeah, I saw my Titanic problem with the Sharknado 1 is just time. the, like, it, it feels just like cruelty to animals. Like, oh. <laughs> it's like, okay. the, the sharks did nothing wrong, like, the sharks are, are not... Uh, like a freak of nature or anything like that. They just happened to be picked up and put in the wrong place. Yeah, the issue is that there was a tornado. Um, there's yeah, it's just sharks. Tornado the movie. Like <laughs> we already had that. <laughs> tornado by the beach, the movie. Um, I'd say my movie of the year that came out last year. Uh, by a narrow margin, I can't even put them separately. It's Barbie and Scream Six are my personal movies of the year. I didn't. I don't see a ton of movies, but Barbie I had a lot of fun with, um, and just from an artistic standpoint, I think it was probably the standout of the year. And then Scream Six, I think, actually decided to decide to be a little bit scary for a Scream movie, um, and I mm-hmm. quite enjoyed it. You know um, what? Uh, that made me realize I lied. I did watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> So I saw Mario. That was a decent. I saw Mario and Oh, Nimona came out last year too. Nimona was really good. I thought that was a show. No, it's a movie. It's standalone. Oh. Hmm. That's less, than to me. less than two hours. You should watch it. It's so good. It's not twee like Good Omens. At least not as as twee as Good Omens. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Sorry. I'm talking Five Nights at Freddy's came out. That oh, was yeah, the best right? movie of the year. Five Nights at Freddy's. No, I enjoyed that movie. I, I'm not going to sit here and say it was good. It was not my favorite or best movie of the year. But I enjoyed mm-hmm. watching it and thinking about it. So Cool. That was that was movies. And I don't have a worst movie of the year. I didn't see anything that like bothered me or offended me. That I recalled to write down. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's jump on over to TV shows. This one's a little bit t- uh, spicier. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff happened last year. We've got, uh, like, in terms of big shows, there was, like, you know, like, Succession and Last of Us, and... Yeah, I think, like, objectively, (laughs) I would say Last of Us is probably the best show of last year. You know, I see see he's getting Mm -hmm. awards from some places, but I think in a lot of ways it was one of the smarter made things. And there's your reality TV. I'd say I want to give a shout-out to The Golden Bachelor for being a standout in reality TV. Actually mm-hmm. had a lead who, there's some spice about him in real life. Like, he might not have been the best dude. But as far as in the show, it was nice to see a cast of a man and a bunch of women who were not there for clout because they were all above 60. So they weren't trying to mm-hmm. make gain followers. They're like, oh, some of us are here to fall in love. And some of us are really just like, fuck it. Let's see what happens. That was nice. Um, Futurama came out on Hulu this year. Zom 100 was a good anime. A lot of good stuff, I'd say. Yeah, um, What We Do in the Shadows Season 5 was great. Um, Our Flag Means Death Season 2 was great. I might give it to, like, having I, I, the recency bias, and I, I watched it this year, but it came out last year. Uh, it is the One Piece TV show. I'm just fucking obsessed with it. It was so much fun. 
The One Piece, yeah, the One Piece TV show just came out this past year, right? That's what I'm saying. Oh, it was year. like I watched it last week, but it is a. Oh, I consider the year to be from episode to episode. <laughs> so if Fantastic. you watched it today, but it was between the two, I think that's how award shows should do it. GR, that's sure the, it's the new we're replacing uh, BC, BCE. <laughs> GR. Good on this was also pretty good. I don't know. It was, no, again, very, very, very sweet. Was... But One Piece yeah, was really fun. I, I, I really, I think we didn't talk about it too much because the strike and we showed some other time, but I, I I don't think anyone was sitting here and saying it was awful. Some people were like, I want more because I'm a big One Piece fan. But I don't think anyone was like, this shit was trash. Mm. Uh, and it kind of, I think it deserves a lot of praise just for that. The biggest One Piece fan I know, like, absolutely loved it. So. I think that's good. Uh, you know. And also I've been watching, I mean, you, I, you guys know I've been watching so much Taskmaster and that's just like the best thing i think on tv yeah look man they're hurrying up to get everything that they've made out for the new season to come in because they are uploading a new episode of taskmaster new zealand like at least every third day and then (laughs) the two new year's treats from like the britain one i'm no we're a huge taskmaster house but you know what my show of the year netflix they did it again they got one scott pilgrim takes off anime of the year fuck it that's my show of the year it was a fantastic show the animation was the animation was gorgeous i'm not going to spoil anything for you i'm sure you've heard some spoilers but it is uh it is not just a one-to-one retelling of the comic game and movie they exist already and as much as it would have been nice to just see the comic animated if they weren't going to do that one-to-one this is a great thing to do and there is (laughs) Eric has finished the mead. Uh, yeah, Scott Pilgrim takes off. That's my show Cheers. of the year. I think it was fantastic. Had great music. They did everything very spot on. I wouldn't say it's perfect. I'm giving it a 9.5 out of 10. Um, I might have to sit with it a little bit, but I think every problem with the franchise is at least addressed in this. Whether it was a problem of the time or just bad writing. Not bad writing, but you know, people grow. Scott Pilgrim takes off. Yeah. Show of the year. Cool. All right. What are we up to next? We did book, movie, Eric's TV, TV show. <laughs> I didn't. I got none. I got nothing. Okay. Just wanted to check in. I wasn't I appreciate sure. It. Sometimes you walk. Yeah. You have you have a you have a full and rich life outside this podcast. I do, and like I do occasionally like turn something on and watch through it or whatever. But I don't yeah. think any of that. I don't think I did any You're of not that. Following anything. Do you yeah. have a favorite uh, like YouTube piece this year? Oh God, that's. Tough. You could say a streamer was nice this year. Cause yeah, I don't have one, but it's between it's between the H Bomber guy plagiarism video and the Quentin reviews uh, downfall of uh, Sam and Cat. That was nine hours long. Yeah, it goes into a lot of the Jeanette McCurdy stuff, and I think it's very fascinating. I think That's probably my video of the year. <laughs> I mean, I think like I don't have like a specific video, but I do have like a couple streamers that like I watched a lot of this year. Um, oh yeah, I... favorite VTuber. Like... Oh well, God, I mean VTubers like. <laughs> Like, my favorite Japanese VTuber is pretty much, uh, like, a tie between Hoshimachi Suisei, Okami Mio, and, like, uh, Inugami Korone, or, I don't know. Like, it's tough. Like, th- I like watching a lot of them. And, like, I mostly like watching them for their music content. Um, yeah. Big shout out to uh, Hosho Marine of, of Hololive, who just hit 4 million subscribers and is now the most subscribed <sighs> Japanese VTuber, more than Kazuna I. Um, Ooh, that's a big... Yeah. That is a milestone. Yes. One, hey, you come for the queen. Yeah. Didn't miss. And, and she put out a 
absolutely fantastic concert last year in the same style that she's been doing of like the uh, old school like television music um, review shows where they have like two panelists or whatever that like introduce all the bands and stuff and it's like shot they do like a uh, filter over it so it looks like it's like an old like 70s or 80s tv show it's it's oh extremely yeah I you mentioned good. that showed it to us that that was cool yeah that was... she did another one this past like in like december i think and it was extremely good it introduced me to a bunch of really good uh old classic like japanese like uh like pop groups from like the 70s and th- that i added to my playlist rotation um so that was cool. cool. Uh solid. Yeah, but then like I've I started watching this past year um the streamer group called Radio TV Solutions, uh specifically mm-hmm. Wayne Wayne Radio TV. Uh he's the guy Wayne who Radio. My who, favorite member of uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually how he got the name is his apparently his steam name for a long time was was uh, Wayne Brady. Uh, ah. And so, like, <laughs> people just called him Wayne, and then somebody suggested Wayne Radio TV as his uh, username on Twitch. Um, so they he's the guy who did the uh, Half-Life VR, but the AI is self-aware or whatever, and it's, like, his friends, like, voice acting characters in the Half-Life game <laughs> while he's playing through it in VR, and, like, they're messing with him. And, they, like, they make, like, a whole, like, it's a whole improv plot. It's very funny and very, like, good and, like, well well-produced. Um yeah, they're they're just fun to watch. I've been going through his backlog of like vods on YouTube to um just kind of like as like a thing to listen to <laughs> while mm-hmm. I'm doing other stuff. Um I've mentioned it on the podcast before Jeff Gersman continues to be a threat. Um <laughs> he's <laughs> very good. He's his podcast, his weekly show, like is usually like three hours long and it's some of the most like informative stuff about like the video games industry that you can I think that you can listen to, honestly. Uh, just like full stop yeah like he like he might not be breaking the stories because he's not going out there and doing the reporting but he has just like the if you guys think i have an encyclopedic knowledge of video games and like video game history i am he's the guy yeah he's the guy i am like a fraction (laughs) compared to him um (laughs) and then uh i also uh, shout out to simple flips i've been watching a bunch of his mario 64 like speed run stuff over the past year along with like he does like um i don't want to say he single-handedly does it but he is a big sponsor of the rom hacking group for mario 64 to make like fan mods of the game and stuff like that and he every year does a uh like a, a rom hack competition where they put out a theme and people make like variations of mario 64 based around that theme and this year it was troll hacks so it was like hacks that would like do things unexpected and like make him lose the game while he's playing it and like he does like an exp- expose of all of them it's, it's really cool it's like a very interesting like sub genre of uh <laughs> you know Fun. yeah cool and yeah uh, uh, and... also shout out to the english vtubers too they're doing good they're they're good <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> uh steph just you know yeah. I, I i don't want to say worst for anyone who on youtube um that that feels mean unless they're bad people, in which case that's not like from the time. Did you have any worst shows or disappointing shows that were like, oh man, I, I wanted more from this? Um, because I, I, I can't I had, think of anything. I think I bounced off if I did. Yeah, I, I, that's for me. It's like I'm. It's so hard to get me to sit down and watch something to begin with. That like if I if I'm not interested from the beginning. One thing I have been finding hard is me and a friend have been watching through a bunch of like 
just various anime over the course of time, and one of the ones we're watching right now is the adaptation of Thousand Autumns, which is one of the Donmei that we, uh, or that I have read. Um, but the, uh, it's been so long since I read it that I just have no fucking clue what, what's going on. I don't remember anything. And the, uh, whatchamacall, and it's, it's made with what I guess is, like, the, the new version of, like, Flash animation is super cheap, which is video game models are super cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it is animated like a, like, like an extended cutscene. Uh, and you know, so is like, the, like so is the scum villain, like some, so is the scum villain anime. So like, it's not like a, the worst thing in the world, but like the combo of, I have no idea what's going on and this just looks silly. Like. Cool. But I'm, we're working on it. We're, it's going to be better once I remember. No worries, no worries. And hey, now we're jumping into the big boy video games, video games, video games, video games. Y'all got takes? On what takes the. Takes for days. Yeah, what the best video game is. What was your best, worst, slash most disappointing? Sure. Because uh, <clears throat> we're not in the, in the business of doing a lot of stuff, so it's hard for us to play the worst, although. We were asked about that, so we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do y'all have any video game thoughts? Bests worth shouting out? Um, your game of the year, not necessarily the best game. Yeah. Because I'm, in my opinion, and I thought this before I started playing and I did start playing it, I think Baldur's Gate 3 is probably the best game that came out this year. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, if we're talking my about, my personal like, game of the year, yeah. like, it's, I haven't, you know. If we're talking, like, objectively, like, impressive, like, b- best game release, like, it's Baldur's Gate 3. But yeah. that's probably oh, not. That your like, I've never, I, I haven't played it, and I don't have the, I don't have the facility to play it. But I feel like that's the, that is the, T H E E game. Yeah, uh, I don't it's think not that my it, game, but the game. I also yeah. don't think that it would be my game of the year either. Yeah, because I know, I know what mine is, and it's uh, so different. But it's one of those things of. Sometimes you play something you're like, this isn't for me, but I see why everyone loves it. And sometimes you're like, oh, this also is for me, and I see why everyone loves it. It's not my shout-out, but, like, come on, guys. Let's let's just also say who second place was to us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was this was, you know, again, we're better than the Game Awards because we're going to announce that, yeah, this was a bad year for the games industry as far as workers and practices and things like that. Absolutely. We've talked about yeah. it many times. And this year has already started out being pretty shitty. Um, but as far as the art that we got as well, the art and the products, this was a fantastic year for games. Yeah, it was huge. Artists. It was, I, like, um, I <laughs> saw some people, I mean, I've seen some discussion online of... Um, you know, this might be the best year for video games outside of, like, I think they said 1998, which is when, like, a bunch of bangers on the N64 and, like, Pokemon and stuff came out. Like, you know, there's an argument yeah, to be it'll made. Be, it'll be hard to know, like, if this year had the impact, but, I mean, this was a year where, like, Street Fighter Six came out and a ton of people were playing it. People were still playing Guilty. Like, when fighting games are doing well, I think the whole industry is just popping off. Yeah. Um, just as a to be honest uh hi-fi rush came out that was a stealth drop and i think that game was everything that we want triple or double a games to be like hey let's do something a little bit wacky just drop it it's a little bit cheaper but hey have fun and everyone's like yeah this game is awesome do more of this please it felt like a ps2 game running on ps5 software uh i think 
with Bomber Cyberfunk Do you mean that out. complimentary? Yes. yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I mean I that in the so. best. I thought so. Yeah. I, I just want to point that out. Like, when I say such a just great, like, I, it's it's hard to imagine a console lasting having that kind of staying power. Yeah. Yeah. The PS2 honestly is the last time games were just like, fuck it, we have some idea, just make it. Like it'll cost like thirty or twenty dollars and. Well, because it was like it was so much less expensive to make games back then, and it was so much more accessible for like smaller companies to do so. So long as they they could even self publish, like so long as they could print the discs or find someone to do it. Like, yeah, you just got all kinds of wild stuff, and you know when someone says, "Oh man, this feels like a PS2 game," is positive. Ah oh, man, this looks like a PS2 game. Negative. Yeah, uh, it, it's <laughs> you have to hear the <laughs> voice, but I, I mean it in the most complimentary way possible. Um, Bomber Cyberfunk, I think, got Sega to be like, oh shit, people still want to play Jet Set Radio? <laughs> yeah, let's make another one. Yeah. Um, lots of different stuff. What else? I played a lot of Roguelites. The Sonic Frontiers DLC came out and was somehow awesome and disappointing. Like most <laughs> Sonic products. It was, it I was mean, a Sonic somehow, thing. Yeah, it's a Sonic game. Uh, Persona 5 Tactica, Super Mario RPG, Super Mario Wonder. It's more 2D Mario, but at the same time was really just nice and fun. So, I just a good-ass year for video games. I've been playing Inkbound, and that's really been, like, getting a lot for me. Y'all played Zelda, but my game of the year that I'm going to give a shout-out to that made a, meant a lot to me was Death Bulge, Battle of the Bands. Uh, full yeah, looks, I uh, you really like yeah. that. You, did I, you well, kickstart that? I, yeah, I did. I did jump in the Kickstarter, so disclosure on that. Um... I don't get anything if they do well. The game came out, so it's there's no it's conflict. Not like you of did like that. You were like IPO investor, like right? Yeah, if that game sells a thousand copies or a million, it's not going to change my life in any tangible way. Other than I'll have more people to talk to. But honestly, one of the most fun and unique experiences I've played in a long time. Did something fun with the turn-based battle system, the active time battle system. The characters were quirky and fun. There was an interesting class system. You know everything that, you know, not everything actually, but. A lot of things that I, Don Malloy, would want out of a turn-based RPG could be... You can speedrun it in, like, two hours, or you can just enjoy it and sit, sit in it for, like, 20. Solid game. Really recommend it. What about y'all? What kind of what kind of game stuff do y'all have to say? In mine are the, the like, a toss-up, I feel like, between uh, Tears of the Kingdom and uh, Vampire Survivors. That's probably the two things I played the most of this year. Yeah. And, like... I really can't, I don't have anything really bad to say about either of them. Like, I mean, Zelda had a learning curve, like a pretty steep learning curve with the controls, but so did Breath of the Wild. Sure. Like, just, uh, it becomes muscle memory after, like, pretty quickly. Um, but I, I didn't play a ton else. I played Donut County. I played, uh,. Oh, shit, how'd I, you like it? I, I I played at least once through uh, Spyro Ripto's Rage. What you did, did you say? How'd you like Donut County? I really liked it. It's like just like a fun, like quick play. I wouldn't really want to when I when I ever have money again. I, I just want to buy more games that are like three or four hour games. Yeah, like <sighs> little yeah. like concise, either like concise experiences or like games that you can pick up and play a little bit of like vampire survivors you can play that for like 20 minutes mm -hmm. and put it down and just come back to it some other time like exactly you can but damn if you don't get stuck into at least two and a half games of that yeah shit. right yeah. <laughs> uh you also I, you, I say that with all love though you also like 
out of the three of us, you absolutely oh, yeah. 100%ed Mario RPG. <laughs> I 100%ed Mario RPG. I played Final Fantasy IX, my first Final Fantasy game, all the way through. Uh, yeah. Hard to, be- gonna... hard to beat uh, Tears of the Kingdom, though. Like... Yeah, as like Final was, Fantasy I mean, Nine. <laughs> wait, well, while you guys talk about something, while I look up my uh, playtime and embarrass myself, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Legend of the Little Tears of the Kingdom played for five hundred and thirty hours or more. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, Donut County three hours or more. Nine Final Fantasy Nine a hundred hours. Oof, yeah, there's some there's some big boy hours in some of these games. Uh, and yeah, I played a lot of Mario Kart. Just too much. So much. Well, I was going to ask if you enjoyed it, but I know you were trying to get three stars, so maybe that's a different question, but... Well, I, I still enjoy it. Like, I had, okay. I had fun playing it. It's one of those things that, like, you... It's like, you curse at the game, and then people are like, are you having fun? You're like... Yes. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Like, yes, I just am mad because Toad hit me with a fucking shell. Yeah. Like. That's fair. No, I, I know what it's like to play a game and people are like, are you having fun? And you're like, part of me is. The part that you see is not. And I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What about uh, what about you, Eric? What are you putting at the top of your personal list yeah it's it's kind of a tough one for me because like this year had like a lot of remakes and re-releases that were like really meaningful to me like games from my my childhood like like super mario rpg Uh like star ocean 2 like i played like almost 100 hours of that game like i did two full playthroughs like i love that game but you got um, some hot-ass sequels, too. Like, this was a good-ass year for you. Like, yeah. Armored Core 6 came out, right? Armored Core 6 came out. And, like, I wouldn't call that my game of the year, but I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, you know, I... The fact that Armored Core 6 came out, and you're like, yeah, I'm not... That's not even... Yeah. I'm thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't have a ton of thoughts about that game. Like, I... I don't know. It's, it's really tough for me, because, like, Final Fantasy 16 came out this past year. And I don't know that I don't know that it would be my game of the year um what a year cheers right yeah I I mean I really really enjoyed it like I think I think it would be tough to like make a determination between it and maybe like tears of the kingdom um okay as maybe like a tie to number one just for the amount of like enjoyment and like nostalgia and like stuff that i got out of those in particular you know i'm always gonna love a final fantasy game um sure even if it's final fantasy 7 i'm gonna love it uh even if even if (laughs) um i'm trying to think like what else because like i did enjoy mario wonder obviously i really enjoyed mario rpg i think one of the games not as much as i did yeah not as much as you did (laughs) um Pure quantity. I really enjoyed the Like a Dragon Ishin, the the okay. game like the historical Like a Dragon game. Like that's definitely oh, up yeah. there. It's extremely fun um, and very funny. Idea. Uh, I th- uh, like. I think one of the games I put some of the most time into, and like we've talked about multiple times on the podcast, is Hollow Cure. I yeah, that's a solid. oh yeah. I really. Like, as far as, like, a Survivor's, like, an ass game slash bullet heaven or whatever, uh, 
like I still think that's one of the best products out there, and it's completely free. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of the that's one of the better ones. I gotta say, you know, the only thing that would make it better is if it had a full team's worth of resources, not a full team's worth of direction. Yeah, just resources. And they still make a lot of progress on it very quickly for the fact that it is a very small team. Like it's basically one programmer and some artists. Like that's it. <laughs> uh, it's impressive. And it um, like it didn't used to even be a team, right? It was just like a guy who yeah. was excited about Hololive. Yep. <laughs> uh and also like obviously a um honorable mention for me for Baldur's Gate 3, but I had played a lot of that game before last year because Yeah, cuz you were in the beta, right? I was early access. Yeah, I bought early access to it. So, I've played a lot of that game. Um I think that's kind of it like games-wise for me. I I played a ton of smaller like indie games and like other RPGs that kind of came out. Um I uh-huh. I think Sea of Stars is fantastic. Uh it's like a Chrono Trigger-esque RPG that's on like PC and Switch and I th- actually I think it's on everything. Same thing with Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars, yeah. Okay, I didn't hear you. <clears> and, first, sorry. And Chained Echoes as well. They're very they're both very much callbacks to the Super Nintendo era of uh yeah. role-playing games and they're they're both really good uh last year was also the year that they put out all of the final fantasy pixel remasters on switch so you can get final fantasy one through six on switch now and yeah. those are all really great re-releases of all of those and if you've never engaged with that series it's great to be able to do that yeah i've seen them a little bit yeah they did a, a really good job with um you know i don't think we ever talked about it at length but they went through and did the work where if you're unaware, like CRT TVs, like the old style of TVs displayed pixel artwork differently. The colors would be different. Blank spaces and pixels would be displayed as black. So there were different shading and shadows on these, um, these pixel artworks of like enemies and characters and stuff. And all these old, uh, eight bit and 16 bit era games that didn't translate to LCD screens or flat screens or HD screens. And, Square went back and did the work of looking at all of those original sprite artworks on old TVs and translating them so that they worked on modern displays. Uh, and that looks beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's one of those things where if you're not like familiar with sprite artwork and stuff like that's like some legitimately impressive work that people did. Right. Sorry for the long-winded right. answer, but I... No, that's no, good. How dare you tell us the answer that we asked you <laughs> question and of. I'll, I'll just sneak it in here. My disappointment of the year was Sonic Superstars. It just didn't, it didn't spark joy for me. Cool. All right. Let's uh, jump into some of these <laughs> questions for the second half of this episode, or however long it goes. Heck we wanted yeah. to run down this list. Y'all fine with that? Yeah. Cool. So, from our friend, Alvaro... Not a question, but potential topics that are all the buzz lately. Something something about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, or something something about Simone Biles and her boo. LOL. Uh, so do y'all keep up with any <laughs> celebrity news or anything like that? I just know that Taylor Swift oh. had to keep being snuck into football games. <laughs> which I just thought was a, a, an incredibly stupid thing. Yeah, she's a big I celebrity. Saw, I saw the, uh, the conspiracy theory that the reason that uh, Taylor Swift is dating a football player is so that when you search Taylor Swift and Jets, yep. uh, that her uh, plane records, her flight records don't come up anymore as the I first saw that. result. I saw that conspiracy theory as well. Yeah, I saw that. I, I uh, 
part of me wonders, does that conspiracy theory even hold water? Like, not not that... So, I don't believe in that conspiracy theory. But does that search even work? And I'm looking... Nope, it, if you search Taylor Swift Jet, it is just about her jet. There is nothing about football here because <laughs> the her because Travis Kelsey was playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Which if they change <laughs> well, yeah, the logo, I know, logo, he plays, it would I know be he's on the Chiefs. Yeah, it would be great if they weren't that. But yeah, yeah. but if, if they change played... the logo to just be like we're Commanders, like we're military Chiefs, it would be well less racist. I don't know if it would be good, but. Uh. <laughs> but if he played for a team called the Jets, like then maybe well, yes, yeah. Because I wouldn't believe it, but I'd be like, at least you might be cooking. But uh, I mean, Boris Johnson yeah. did that for his like bus scandal, <laughs> right? Well, you know, Boris Johnson is a interesting kind of guy. Um, I think it's. I mean, I think it's fine. You know, celebrities date each other, and if, if the I, I saw some football player uh, commentators, they were talking about. Taylor Swift more. People are like, why aren't they commenting on the game? I'm like, look at this game. There's nothing to say. Kansas City's stomping the shit on this team. Like, it's like, what do you I, want me to say? They're getting, they're, they're stomping them. Like, yeah, I, I'm not interested in the game right now. Actually, I'd rather hear about celebrity hot goss. Well, it's because we'll never have another John Madden who could just fill airtime by like saying the same sentences over and over again. <laughs> That's fu- yeah. I, I'm in. I miss that guy. Uh. And then Thank God, we this... still have all his video games. And his ads for That's boom, true. tough at Nackman. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> uh, and then the controversy with Simone Biles and her husband Jonathan Owens. He's a football player. I think he mentioned that something like he's the catch in their marriage. I don't know what he's talking about. That seems odd, uh, considering she's like a gold medal, literally the greatest gymnast on the uh, in the history of humankind. Like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Wait, have you, this is a, this is a, a quick aside, but have you yeah, ever I didn't seen the, much into it. did you, have you ever seen the list of, uh, statistics, um, for the, like, the swimming records, and it's just, like, Katie Ledecky from 1 through, like, 57? That's why. <laughs> and then the other people get to be on the list. <laughs> and then she allows other people on. Okay, let's see. Uh, okay. So, at first, what he's saying, it's like, okay, he might be cooking, and then he stops. So, I'll give you all this. So, he was on some podcast, and they said, how the hell did you pull Simone Biles? And he's like, it's really how she pulled me. It's like, hold on, what? And he's like, yeah, I didn't even know who she was. I wasn't paying attention. So, maybe she reached out to him. It's like, <laughs> okay, you, you might be saying something regular, but... Uh, and then, oh, it's Ryan Clark. Okay, and he says, and Ryan Clark asked if Jonathan thought he was a catch. He replied, I always say that men are the catch, so that's shitty. I was fighting it. I was afraid to commit. But what happened, we hit it off. Oh, okay. So, she did pull him, because he wasn't trying to get tied down. Ah. Uh. I, I smell sexism, but I don't know if it's coming from him or if it's just on him. I don't, I don't want to call him out because I don't know the full story. What's that smell? It's sexism. <laughs> it, it always is. Uh, but that's that's my thought. Um, Taylor Swift does a lot of things you can criticize her for, but people just want to be sexist to her. If you want to criticize her, criticize her for real things, not just because women like her. 
that's my hot take about Taylor Swift. You are absolutely allowed to like criticize her for the jet usage. Like that is that's well, okay. yeah. Criticize her for the jet. I mean, criticize her for white feminism. Don't criticize her because girls like her. Yeah, we need to have a, a discussion and definition over white feminism. But most of her fans are even like, yeah, I can't defend the jet shit. I just think she makes some good music. It's like, well, right. you know. Right, like, I just that's... think she's just, like, can't be, like, a, one of the greatest songwriters of our generation. Like, it's like you know, okay, that's fine. I, I'm not going to fight tracks. that. Okay. She's no Hatsune let... Miku. Well, you I mean, know. who is? She Hatsune didn't write this. Who the fuck is, Hatsune man. Miku is. <laughs> You know, yeah, I'll never be saying. her yeah, picture of Hatsune Taylor... Miku. <laughs> I want to see Taylor cover one of her songs. Tell me when Taylor Swift writes seven Harry Potter books like Hatsune Miku did. And makes and, um, Minecraft. And makes Minecraft. Yeah, and codes all of Minecraft. Uh, puts busted you characters can. into Smash. <laughs> let's see. We have a, some more questions. Uh, let's see. What reality show made up or real would you win? From our friend Claire. Hmm. I'm like, I, the thing is that I am a, like, a, just, it, I would go on Jeopardy. I w- I'm a trivia guy. It's not a reality show. That's like a game show. Okay, but it's live people what participating it, in okay, live Okay, sorry. You, how about your reality show is Jeopardy uh, or Die? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would argue that game shows are separate genre. I mean, it's real people participating in... <laughs> um, I'd argue that show, genre like, matters, this, and that's a different genre, even though it is actually it's more realistic than reality shows to be fair this is gonna be wild to everyone i'm gonna say naked and afraid because you're not afraid to be naked i'm not afraid to be naked one and two i uh have girl scout and survivalist training for my family like i'd be fine in the woods i can make a fire with just like uh just what's around like with just some lighter fluid some wood and a match no i can i mean in, in a in a camp set like camp setting, I can make a fire, a really nice fire with just matches. So I bet if I was out in the woods, I could make some sparks or some shit with some rocks. <laughs> It'd be fine as long as I, you know, as long as nothing gets uh, as long as I don't get any poison ivy. I'm not great at poison ivy, and I've had it in places that don't shouldn't see poison ivy before. So I mean, that's mostly everywhere except for arms. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, face. And other places that have, you know, structures that people... What Steph is trying to say is they wiped their butt with poison ivy once. (laughs) One time I had it really bad on my wrist and my dumb ass got straight in the shower and I washed that first. And then I literally, this is before I even smoked weed, I don't know what happened. But I got in the shower, I washed that part first because I was so scared of how much poison ivy was going to be on that part. And then I washed the rest of my whole body with the same loofah. Smart. Except not. Well, hey, you and made I it, just though. Wanna, You're alive. I want to issue a correction, by the way, is that I said it's not, uh, it's steroids that make people puff up real bad. And that's what Matt, uh, Matt from Bake Off looks like. What? When did you say that? Yeah, what are you correcting? I said a while ago that he looked like what happens when you've been on like a ton of chemo, but it's actually steroids because my I, I was thinking of someone I knew who had been on both chemo and steroids. Oh, okay. See, that's a lot and less. And he ended up gaining then. a lot of weight. Yeah, steroids make because you of puffy. the steroids. Steroids make you angry and red and puffy. And that's why I hate getting poison ivy because I hate have because it, I always get it really bad and I have to go on 
steroids and I hate it. Prednisone. Did you know that prednisone... I've had enough not a drink to go on a tangent. Did you know that prednisone comes in coded and uncoded? And people could just, they could just make, like, call you coded prednisone. And instead it melts in your mouth so fast. And it is the most disgusting tasting medicine on the planet. And they could just call you the fucking coded kind instead. I, I That's don't what's know wrong the with this. With coded is like a pill. Well, coded coded has like, like a candy it. shell on it, so it won't oh. melt in your mouth. Sorry, coated. I'm sorry. I thought coated, coated I'm with like... a T. Yeah. Okay, Not I coated, coated like uh, like like secret code or codeine or anything yeah. like that. Or like, like this. Like, no. coated no. with a. Or like this prednisone is gay coded. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the, there's subtext to this prednisone. No, it's just fucking nasty Good tasting, Lord. and it would be better if it had a candy shell on it, like name brand Advil. Here we go, number two. Uh, okay, that, that, that's fair. Uh, I rip was just it, gonna rip s- it, baby! Something like, I don't know, just a ch- chatting reality show. I don't know. I I feel like maybe I could do decent at The Chaser, because I'm good at knowing when to pass on questions I don't know. I don't think I could beat, was it Brad? Like, the, the guy who's really good? The dream killer guy? But I could probably do okay, like, if I was on a hot streak. I don't have that much faith in myself. It's just the only one I think I could do... You know, there, not win, but like passable. A gay, if there was the gay, um, what was the MTV reality show where they had all queer people on it? Uh, it's, it was four words. Oh, yeah, it's the one. A-Y-T-O. Are you the one? Are you the yeah, one? I was like, yeah. uh, that was mostly logic by the end of it. Like, they had to yeah, just do math theory. at the end to figure it out. And I feel like I could do, like, a logic puzzle to figure out how we could all get money. <laughs> Fair enough. That's just what doing a union contract is. Yeah. What about you, Eric? Any reality shows you'd win? I don't know, because like, I don't watch a ton of reality shows, and I don't think I have a specific skill set for any of them. Like, Can you think of any? Um, No, but I'd have you as like the host of either like a Taskmaster or like um, I could... America's Got Talent for like V-Talent. Yeah, I could absolutely be... Ooh, that would be... be a cool show. I could absolutely be Greg Davies. <laughs> You just need to you're find tall Alex, too. A little Alex you're, Horn. You're, you're a big guy. You just need a you just need a slightly smaller big guy to be your little Alex Horn. Uh, our, I think I think I already have it. I think it's our friend Sam. Is it, is it Sam? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fair. That would be fair. honestly. I think we could make a good host and like uh, like a great. We should Davies do like a, We should just like do like one. We should do like a Taskmaster esque panel at a con. Like, it's just a bunch of cons, and, like, that's the only thing we show up for, is just to run the, uh, the Taskmaster Master panel. Yeah. Little Sam! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! That would be fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a fun idea. We can hold that. Uh, let's keep that in mind. And another question from our friend Claire. What animal's the most suspicious? It's it's geese. It's geese. It's always geese. <laughs> oh, you right. Yeah. The geese are oh, just... Oh, you right, it's geese. Always sus. Uh, I mean, let's show off another idea, but I'm just gonna stick with geese. No, like I think it's geese. Like I like. I think what I think what always you said it. And we were all just like, yeah, you're yeah. right. It's fucking geese, huh? <laughs> I mean, I guess like you could argue that like suspicious looking is like a possum, but possums themselves are not suspicious. Oh yeah, Correct. you know what they're up to? They're either foraging or pretending to be dead. Yeah, <laughs> like they're they're chill creatures. It's just like they they have a look about them that suggests suspicion. And I guess, like, if you ask, like, 
Brian Jakes, the most suspicious creature is a fox. <laughs> <laughs> or a rat. Or a rat. Or, or a weasel. A ferret, or, or a, a pine, pine martin. <laughs> anything under the category. Stoke even. Of, yeah, anything under the category of vermin is the most suspicious creature. <laughs> All of our mustelids. Yeah. <laughs> listen to Reedwall to hear about uh, species deter- hear determinism. About yeah, and, <laughs> and species determinism. <laughs> Extremely different from ungulates, as we learned in uh, our moss flower read. Yeah, <laughs> I knew Never that you that didn't. <laughs> you didn't. Did you know what? Did you know either of them though? Yes, I. I knew that it wasn't ungulates. <laughs> okay. Because I think ungulates and I think how they ung on their hooves. Yeah, she ung on my let toe eye <laughs> or whatever the hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought he said it, I thought it, and then you said it. <laughs> you know what? I'm here for the people. Okay. I'm the Lorax. I speak for the trees. I'm the Porax. I speak for the people. Um, Oh shit. From our friend Sophia, does our flag means death need a a third season? I mean, yeah. I don't. I've never seen that show, but I hate shows getting canceled that do well or are beloved. Yeah, for me, like it feels like I don't always disagree with a show not being renewed because. Like, it just in general, because I think sometimes the show has told a complete story and does not need to, and, like, will only be, like, Supernatural is a show that was only ever hurt from a storytelling perspective by continuously being renewed. Sure. Um, but, like, with Our Flag Means Death, they told, like, there it didn't end on a terrible, cli- on a truly terrible cliffhanger, like, the main couple had gotten together and, like, moved to, like, host... In- they, they, like, have, like, an inn together. Like, they've retired from piracy. Like, so the, ne- the third season would have to have been, like, a getting the gang back together for one last mission sort of situation. And that would be fine. Um, but, like, from a storytelling perspective, I don't know that they need a third season. However, I have heard now Scuttlebutt that, like... There was, like, they had been hiring, they were ready to go, and then David Zaslov himself was like, actually, don't do that. Uh, cancel this show. And that makes me angry, so now I want a third season. <laughs> Just to spite him. If the if a bastard union buster does not want there to be a third season of something, I want there to be a third season of it. Fair. I think the biggest thing is, a lot of these teams don't know that they're going to be cut off after a certain point where they would maybe mm-hmm. you know what we would have told a different story if you told us that this is a guarantee that the whole netflix one or two and done oh we're only getting two yeah. seasons i'm gonna tell a two season story well what if you get renewed honestly i'm just gonna give people what they want the story's over at season two and it's just gonna be in-house fanfic because like yeah inside well, job like, happened uh... and it's it, it stopped at a point where like there's one more thread to be told here and that's you know, Brian Lee O'Malley talked about it with Scott Pilgrim. We tied up all of our loose threads because we know Netflix doesn't give people a season two half the time. We left a cliffhanger. Maybe Gideon will get up to some shenanigans. But if he doesn't, no one's going to be like, oh, what a big cliffhanger. It's more of just a, hey, here's what we'll do if we get another season, but don't expect it. 
it's rough, you know? It sucks. Yeah. But, like, I feel like, you know, like, um, somewhat, like, it recently came out that the sixth season of What We Do in the Shadows will be the last season. But, like, they told a great story over six seasons, over the first five seasons. And if they know that they're gonna, it's like, and same with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, it's like, I, they, whether or not this, like, whatever you think of the final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like, at least they were able to kind of, like, wrap up each of the characters' storylines. And also they In end- a way that felt meaningful, like. They ended it for a good reason, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and I, I think when you're, when you in-house decide, you know what, we can't keep doing this. You can finish it off for better or for worse, you know? Um, yeah. So I think it needs a third season. Just if nothing else, like streaming is such a busted way of things happening. I don't like it. Cool. Um, okay, we have uh, an internal question. Uh, is uh, is Buggy the Clown hot or not? So this is, my... uh, this is from our friend so, Steph. So I need a couple of this details. This for me. With this. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. So the first thing is that I feel like the reason I bring this up is because, like, I am I am split between friends who are, uh, like, absolutely just like, ooh, I hate clowns. Ooh, like, any kind of clown is yucky and gross. I don't like this man. And then, like, I feel like the, the same genre, and I say this specifically because the artist who made all three of the, uh, uh, yowie body pillows that I own. Um, we want to target. It's fine. And who is also uh, a big uh Majima from Yaku or from like a dragon fan? Mm-hmm. Is it Majima? Yeah, the one who wears the leopard the leopard coat mm-hmm. is also like Buggy is hot. Like Buggy is a hot character person, and I feel like there's a level of camp to like believing that Buggy is hot, perhaps. But I am interested in what y'all's perception, like, whether even just the concept of, like, being able to break yourself into many pieces is hot or yucky. I mean, I think that if you were attracted someone to someone who could break themselves into many pieces, that that might be fun. Yeah, I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna hit you with the hot take that it's hot and gross. It's not bad, but it's <laughs> yeah. definitely gross. Even if you're like, this is the hottest person who ever lived. Yeah, but their body parts come off. Ew, and what does it look like? Not muscular because it's magic. Like, ooh, that's gross. Yeah, but like, consider it the yeah, but like it does come off. <clears throat> like, yeah. look, there was that song, "Detachable Penis." Like, <laughs> by whom? I've never. That I don't by know who? That song. What? Sorry, I don't know this tune. I. I think I I don't know who it's by. I know the lyric, like most of the lyrics still. I think it's like uh, I woke up one morning and my penis was missing. It's very it's it's de- it's King detachable. Missile. It's detachable. It happens frequently. <laughs> That's rough, like, buddy. <laughs> so detachable penis song by King Missile. I woke up this morning with a bad hangover yes. and my penis was missing again. This happens all the time. It's detachable. <laughs> That's the first stanza. <laughs> He sings it like a very like. This is not an uh, this is not an unusual. Occurrence. Yeah, he's like, and it's like very like. It's like I woke up one morning with a hangover and my penis was missing again. This happens frequently. It's detachable. Like... The cars are racing. They're moving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I mean, like that could be depending on like your proclivities. Could be fun with a partner. No, 
No, you're right. I'm I'm not disagreeing with the concept. I'm just laughing at this man singing that those words in this style. But yes. no, I think um I, I feel like there's we an entire this, uh entire genre of adult market uh you know accessories that are meant to replicate Yeah. Well I mean yeah, what if every like what if everyone yeah, could do it? Would you like so... rent your parts out? Like would you rent? Yeah, like you can I make would, some money. Like yeah, it's like fucking, a gig economy here, baby. Like <laughs> yeah, I'll fucking stick. Like you take my hand, man. Do whatever the shit you want with it, and I'll take it back and put it in fucking some hand sanitizer and slap it back on, baby. Don't murder anyone, though. That that's a weird level. That's like would be a weird new specialty of law that I would not need to be into. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, though, yeah, I you know I would say Buggy the Clown. And the hard part about live action stuff is that it's based on people. So whether uh-huh. Buggy the Clown anime or manga is hot, Buggy the Clown in person, like live action, is hot. And now I was talking. Yeah, that guy to... is hot. Unfortunately, yeah. regretfully. I was gonna say I don't think the the anime and manga character Buggy the Clown is attractive. No. <laughs> I, I don't think the anime Buggy's that attractive. So he can't even get to hot necessarily. Maybe sexy if you're into it, but he can't be hot. But live action. I had a discussion with my partner today, and we determined there's only about two Buggy pe- the Clown. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. We were talking about this. Hell question. yeah! I'm I so prepping. glad. I'm so glad that and, I uh, created. A... There's only two people in that show that aren't really hot. Really, anyone else you can make an argument for, and it's just Luffy and Kobe. Everyone else is like, yeah. If you're because they're just kind of, I don't know how old they're supposed to be, but they're, like, just kind of cute, you know? Like, oh, this is, this is little yeah, guys. Yeah, and I think Luffy might be canonically asexual. I don't know if that's, like... Yes, he absolutely like, is. He, yeah, yeah like, like, I know I know that Oda has least said, like, he's never going to have a love interest, but I'm pretty sure he has also been, like, yes, he is, like, he is not, not even interested. That His interests are meat and sleep. Yes. Oda, because people kept, at, like, insisting that he would need a love interest, Oda was specifically, like, no, he's asexual. Luffy does not... Luffy canonically doesn't know what sex is like <laughs> but also doesn't Oda get a lot of questions about oh, people's no, like they're making genitals a and shit body, <coughs> body pillow <coughs> <'Cause they're tight. laughs> oh man it sounds like you're allergic to bad decisions you should buy it <laughs> Steph I'm pretty sure the, the, I'm about to be rigid this is gonna be dangerous Steph the phrase they're they're making a Zoro body pillow. Like I think you could add the past tense to that. They have made Zoro body pillows. It's no, I'm sorry. This particular artist, it says pre-order. Okay. So Like I was like, I don't know where you've been at cons for the last ten years, but I'm pretty sure even I have seen a Zoro body pillow. I, I yeah, this people, I have a Promare one, and I have a Good Omens one, and I have a whatever they call Mikonzo now one. <laughs> I think we're just going to be like, it's still Mikonzo. Well, who's in Mikonzo? Mi- Cassidy and Hanzo. Yeah. <laughs> because the McDonald's-ness of America still kind of works. Did I ever tell you guys about like what I think is maybe the weirdest body pillow I've found? It's sure. some creators on Etsy who make body pillows... And they make like the sexy body pillows of anime girls or whatever, but they they make the titties 3D. <laughs> like on oh, the 3D mouse pad? Like the titties actually pop out of the body like pillow? Like the titties that's pop out of the I'm body sorry. pillow. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's... Re- regrettably, as, as a person who owns three <laughs> body pillow covers, and also, by the way, if you were trying to be a body pillow pervert, I do need to let you know that they don't sell body pillows with the pillow inside 
They yeah, sell a, a $67 pillowcase, yeah. and then you have to go to Bed Bath & Beyond and buy the pillow that goes inside the pillowcase. Yes. Uh, yeah. And also, I will say, because I guess we have a pillow that's a body pillow shaped one, but it's just like a skeleton Lynn, like, draw me like one of your French girls, and it's very funny because it's a skeleton. <laughs> And those are some honestly. Oh yeah, really I, say, I have a body pillow, but it's just got a purple pillowcase on it, and it's extremely comfortable. <laughs> no, yeah, they're very good. I you get the Daki Makura for for the bit, but like it's really no for gonna... the bit, and also it's satin, and so it's cool at night. Like yeah, yeah. it's a dirt. The pillows are a good idea. Whether you want the fun pillowcase. Bits are funny. Have a sexy guy with a shirt with his tits out on it. Look, you gotta be in a relationship or single. You You cannot be courting unless you know the right people. But all it says, Zoro's hot. For yourself, I think one of the funny, (laughs) another one of the very. I want this Zoro titty mouse pad for when I have a new job. (laughs) One of the other very funny body pillows that like they sold was. Do you guys remember? I think it would have been like like 2015 or 2016. Like one of the. anime that was out and it was popular like about a guy like with a monster girl harem or whatever and it was like you know a, a um oh yeah and there was the one who had the lot who one was like a nagi what, and had a really long tail yeah so one was like a snake lady and they sold a body pillow that was her with her entire so it was like 45 it was feet 45 long, feet like, long. <laughs> like it was so fucking long yeah that's actually kind of funny right <laughs> that's like a pretty fucking good bit honestly yeah <laughs> Um, was that Interspecies Review? Interspecies Review is too new. That's like an that's etchy or porn or something. Yeah, I th- I think I want to say it was like Monster Musume or something like that. I don't remember what the name was. Okay, um, I'm sending you some random horny buggy art that I found. <laughs> your opinion of horny is different than ours because these are just guys. Yeah, these are like, just some guys. These are just, just guys, but like, look how I don't know. There's just a, they're they're it's a horny the way one. to draw them. The yeah, one the, is a pretty horny I'll way to draw that. them. The third but, from the left. But. Yeah, but to answer your question, no, but Buffy anyone the clown who is if you are interested in drawing this particular villain at all, it feels like it, there's a special interest there to me. <laughs> That's fair, and I feel bad because I, I saw someone say this, and they were right. This character is very Jokerified coded, but is they it me? did it. We talked about this last week. Yeah, we did it. Okay, I agree. I'm bringing it back because they did it first, <laughs> just a long time ago. Literally. Uh, I, I think it's worth saying in case people miss our other episode, but yeah, no, bu- uh, Buggy's, Buggy's a hot character, Mo- probably because he doesn't exactly look like a clown, uh, he is one, but you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then what our devil fruit powers would be, you mean of the existing ones, or what's a power we would have, because I don't know shit about devil fruits other than Yeah, I mean, just gum, like, gum. what power would you want, and what dumb, like, repeated word name would it have? Oh, like know. maybe mine would be like the talk talk fruit, and it would be like a multiling like a multilingual power. Like, yeah, mine would just be going fast, you know. Oh, uh, the zoom zoom fruit. The zoom zoom fruit. <laughs> yes. Is that a real one? I mean, it probably. No, it just sounds funny. <laughs> I don't know. Zoom zoom is the best way quick. to say that. Thank you, Eric. I was like the zo- the the fast fast fruit. Nah. That sounds dumb. Um, well. I hate to tell you, the zoomy zoomy nomi is is a uh, is a Parmesan devil fruit, which gives the user the ability to reach sub supersonic speeds. Which, if it's sub supersonic, then it's just sonic. But yeah, it may be possible. I was ninety percent sure there would already was one, <laughs> which uh, is fine. That means it, you get that fruit. Yeah, I think it exists. Mm-hmm. It's eaten by Decker D. Zephyr. I, 
this wiki doesn't seem to have a lot of details about it, so maybe it's very new, but... It also might be a side character. Oh. There's tons of devil fruits that are just if kind of If their middle like, name is D, period, that means, is Luffy's that's surname. That's a Luffy relative. Yeah, that's a Luffy yeah, like, relative. That is someone related to Luffy. I was a... so upset. Not upset, but I was like, what is this? What? Because Garp has not been revealed as Luffy's... Grandfather. Grandpa? Yeah. In the first 20 volumes of the manga. But he shows up in the first season. That was, like, the biggest complaint that a lot of, like, the uh, uh, One Piece fans had was that Garp showed up too soon. And you know what? But, like... I respect that complaint, but I, 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 I felt this way partially from One Piece, especially because of Scott Pilgrim. If you're going to do an adaptation, fuck it. Tell a different story that fits the medium. Because it mm-hmm. they might... Because they, they said... They probably said, we don't know if we're going to get a second season. Fuck it. Let's just hit the highlights, get through the first arc, and you know what? They sell on. Because if they end after the end of this season, did you watch the whole season stuff? Yeah, I'm all the way down. Okay, yeah. They got through our long part. They're like, you know, right, they're like, they're happen? off to the grand line. Yeah. Like, you know what? good for you, baby. Like yeah. You could call that a full story. And the only reason we're like, oh man, that's not the whole story is because we know. If guys, that was the end of it, it would work. The guy who plays Zoro is so hot. No, yeah, he is. Like, uh, yeah, that's that's just true. Also, that's... he plays Zoro so gay, <laughs> like really gay. Oh yeah, he plays him <laughs> gay. That wasn't in, that wasn't the character. Not that that's not that that's not the meta of the actual <laughs> of the actual show, but and also like I feel I do feel like by the end of it that they had like. That at least the people playing Zoro and Sanji knew that there was a ship there. Because the way they fucking talk to each other is a lot. Oh, and if you see anything in the media, like uh, social media about Inyaki Godoy, the guy that plays Luffy, this man... Uh-huh. I don't... I know some people He's may be worried about Luffy him. He's just Luffy in real that life. Dude, yeah. That dude is just Luffy. <laughs> it's so great. Have you seen the, like, there was, like, a... There was an interview with him where they were, like... Asking him different foods, whether he liked yep. them or not. I think they were I like, showed that to you when you came into town. Was, so I don't yeah, know what that is. Yeah, they were like, pecan pie. He was like, I don't know what that is. And I, they go, pie de nuez. And he was like, oh, oh yeah, trash. pie de nuez? Trash. Trash. <laughs> Yo, we I showed you that trash. during the uh, like, fucking, uh, yeah, when you came <laughs> in town for the wedding, I'm like, look at this. <laughs> look at this man. And the thing yeah. is that if he ever bulks up, he's going to be the, it, absolutely the clone and the like super hot clone of the guy who plays Alex Claremont Diaz in the Red, White, and Royal Blue movie. Hey, it, multiple I'm not roles. wrong. Look at a picture of this man. <laughs> What's the character? <laughs> Alex Claremont Diaz. Just search Red, White, and Royal Blue. You'll know because one of them's brown and one of them's blonde. So, <laughs> oh, I'm see. Okay, I see him. Yeah, he could pull that off. That'd be funny. Like if uh, he bulked up, he'd look like that guy. Hey, but we'll uh, but no, he, he is so he's so perfect. Like Luffy is at least like truly in the manga too, but especially in the TV show, like the live action, like affectionately the most autistic character ever written. Yeah, who? Just Luffy. like Luffy. Yeah, Luffy. Oh yeah, that's cool though. He has he does a mission. Not, yeah, like I love him. He like does not understand sarcasm. He does not like understand double meanings. He loves to like he is unco- I don't know, he just says what he means, he hates it, subterfuge, I just love him so much. There are some really he's great so parts autistic. where he, will, like, where other characters will be laughing and he'll just start laughing and it's clearly because he doesn't, he's laughing because they are, not he because he understands. because he doesn't know why yeah. everyone else is laughing. Yeah, he's great. Luffy's a great character. One Piece is a really fantastic 
piece of I'm really art. enjoying myself so far. It was just like it was it's the same as fucking critical role. Like it's a it's a issue of volume. Oh yeah, it's it's incredibly hard to recommend getting into one piece when it's like yeah don't worry about it there's like a thousand episodes whatever <laughs> like uh and then to answer the question as to what devil fruit i would have uh yeah what's yours uh so i'm gonna like because i am like somewhat of a one piece fan like i will actually choose one mm-hmm. that is extant and uh-huh. i really i love the character smoker <laughs> Captain Smoker. Captain Smoker is great, and I want I want that power to just be able to two turn. Cigars. He just smokes two cigars at the same time. <laughs> I wish, I wish he I was in the Oda, credits of the live action. Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a it's a Marvel stinger. Oda, I I don't know. I saw someone say, and anime fans need to calm down. But they're saying, you know, Oda needs to stop being compared to the best mangaka and be created to be compared to some of the best writers like Shakespeare and Tolstoy and it's like you're cooking uh, it's bad food but you are cooking yeah because okay, this man maybe just... like Charles Dickens someone who like <laughs> wrote serially for money <laughs> yeah like I don't think <laughs> he was like... financially directly motivated to write by the word like... yeah I don't <laughs> think he's like one of the greatest writers of all time but I think he is a great storyteller and I think there's a difference yeah. between that well when you decide to say hey man my guy fights with a sword well, what about the other guy? Well, he fights with two swords. What about that guy? Well, he fights with three. How? Well, he Wait, puts one in his teeth. Yeah. You know what, man? You're just saying you what would man, be fun. Here's $50. I, I respect. <laughs> I, res- I smoke two cigars at once. What about this guy? Arm stretchy. Well, yeah, he smokes well, two else? cigars arm at once. And he can, arm spaghetti. He can turn <laughs> sweater already. He can turn parts of himself into smoke. <laughs> he smokes two cigars at once, and he uses a weapon that in lore disables the usage of uh gum gum powers when you get hit with it i was gonna say isn't it like sea glass or whatever the yes the like yeah the material is i was like i was watching and me and my friends uh from college watched the show together and we were like trying to I, i was like trying to like explain any of the things that i knew ahead of her yeah to her when she was like i don't understand xyz um so I was like, yeah, uh, just wait. Sanji's backstory is even worse than this. Oh, just wait. Nami's backstory is even worse than that. I was like, just wait. Nami has the coolest step, like foster mom of all fucking time. Although I'm mad that they didn't give her a, fu- a crazy tank girl side shave in the yeah. show. That's I, I, the cowardice. Because they gave her the hair color. They could have given her the crazy side shave. But they did give Nami a black sister for some reason. Yeah, like, go off. I mean, she looked great with the blue hair. That's the thing, is that, like, light colors look so good. It's like Brandy Cinderella. Like, light colors, that ice blue color looks so good on black people. Like, Yeah, I like blue. Gotta go fast. Uh, Gotta go fast. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Moving right along. Um, From our friend Sierra, what was the worst game to come out this year? It was Gollum. So there's, it was just Gollum. <laughs> it was like, Gollum. Like King Kong might have. Guys, I need you guys worse, to tell Gollum me a lot about idea. Gollum right now. Yeah. So like, so Gollum from we Lord haven't of talked the Rings. about it at all. No, because like, and I know who he is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't. So, well, no. So that's what, what I'm saying is, if I say, "Hey, a game with the Hobbits," you're like, "Well, will that be good?" Because the Hobbits aren't particularly strong. And, and there was a game called The Hobbit, logic. and it was good. Yeah. 
because you apply some level of video game logic and you build the game around that character's strengths and weaknesses. But Gollum's kind yeah, of a character ca- right about his weaknesses, right? So yeah, he can't do He's shit. He's an addict, <laughs> an addict with a chronic illness? Question mark. Yeah, yeah. A superpower, like, but also a chronic illness. Yeah, so that's. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, like, the jumping-off point of, like, that's how you start, like, trying to develop your game. And, like, so they made it, like, a stealth action game, but mostly mostly stealth, not a lot of action. And it is telling a story of, like, what happened to Gollum in between, like, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. But, like... Okay, which is just mostly, like, like fleeing and torture? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, that compelling, fun thing to do. And it just, like, it that wasn't... Great, that great hole to fill in, that white space that needed filling. Right, it wasn't a game that needed to be made, it wasn't a story that needed to be told. And, like, on top of... It was a money grab by the Tolkien estate. Uh, not even that, like, it was a company that was passionate about making some Lord of the Rings games, like, because they got multiple licenses. Uh-huh. It's just that this, like, what they chose to make first was such a bad fit that now they're not going to make anything else. Like, it's... Yeah, you, sometimes you sh- when you shit the bed before the bed is even made, you ruin yeah. the mattress. <laughs> and, like, it... That's sh- my new idiom. <laughs> it showed some promise, too. That I just came up with. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Gollum, you ruined the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, like, Yuck. the sad thing is, like, it, it did, like, initially show some promise as, like, being, like, this interesting story to tell about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> It's just, why did they make you play as Gollum? Also, they made Gollum look horrid. Like, he's he's bad to look at. Like, <laughs> well, at least you don't have to look at him the whole game, right? Because in first person, oh, wait, no, no it's, it's not. third person. <laughs> no! Yeah, so you have to see the little man creebling all over the place the entire time. Creebling. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Yeah, I think that's probably the the worst game that came out. I mean, I think there were some scams that came out. Like, yeah. Um, actually, what was it? Um, Redfall, not Redwall, but Redfall was pretty bad. Yes, Redfall. And the thing is, I think Redfall actually, that might have been worse. Actually, because yeah, because it had Gollum was a bad idea. Redwall didn't work. Redfall was like a good idea by a company, Arcane Studios, that has made banger games in the past. Yep. But was so buggy and like just didn't have anything going for it that it was like clearly it was rushed. Yeah, like yeah, I think I think like honestly, like Gollum is like the meme answer, like the obvious answer. But I think the real answer might be Redfall. And whatever game that like was a scam, basically, what game was that? The one that that came out? They disappeared. Yeah, that, like like a month ago. <laughs> it was like the end of last month. I don't even remember what the name of the game was, and like we didn't give it any airtime because like I don't know that it was a scam versus it was a company that just a poorly launched, poorly done game. I mean, it was like, like well, overpromising. Everything about the overpromising and none of the like not even the way that No Man's Sky was because there was people that when No Man's Sky came out like there's something here. They overpromised. Yeah. Like, this is not the game they advertised, but there's something. This game was like, there's nobody, there's no NPCs, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Like, this game's clearly not done. And it was never going to they... be the thing that they said it was. And, like, yeah. there were also some, like, shady financial connections where, like, it was uh, Russian Ooh. Russian developers who claimed to have fled Russia during, like, the invasion of Ukraine. But, like, part of the game's funding was from a Russian oligarch. Like, there was Ooh. there was some shady shit there. Yikes. Yeah. And then the King Kong game was just really bad. 
Yeah, another game that needed more time and more time to cook. So, um, cool. Well, yeah, I hate to dog on games. Yeah. Um, too much. Uh, our friend Nancy, best form of potato for eating. Ooh. I like French fries. That's always going to be my go-to. Any kind of French fry. See, but you can't say any kind of French fry. You got to like, you got to be. I got to be specific. Like a waffle fry is different from a curly fry. Is different from McDonald's fry. Fine, if you guys are, because I'll eat cold McDonald's French fries, and I know most people won't do that. I'll do it too. When I say any French fry, yeah. So I'll say shoestring French fries. Okay. I think my out of my favorite French fry, it's a waffle fry. Even though, like, it's a good fry. I love, I love me some curly fries, but a waffle fry is tops. But, but but best way to eat a potato in general, potato skins. Follow me there. Like po- interesting choice. Potato skins with like you you know like Excuse. with cheese and bacon and sour cream and chives. Cheese and bacon, great. Cheese, bacon, sour cream, great. I have not had a potato skin in a really long time. The last time I was in a TGI Fridays was a traumatic <laughs> experience. <laughs> Um, you can get them in other places if you didn't I know, know, but like that's what they sell. They sell the brand in the grocery stores, yeah. and then also at there's the TJ Friday. It was the day that we we finalized the contract. Our like we left the mediation building for lunch to the TGI Fridays across the street, and we had the saddest boneless wings that have ever been eaten on the whole planet. Um, but uh. I don't know. I, I might. It might be maybe the potato patch French fries at Kennywood for me. I've never been to Kennywood. So that's the next time. The next time you that we are in Pittsburgh together, we're going to be in Pittsburgh together at a time that we can go to Kennywood, which is the uh the the like historic theme park. It's the place that there, Adventureland like, was filled at filmed at. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Adventureland <laughs> was filmed there, and it is a great like little roller coaster situation. They have a real a bunch of really good coasters, um, and there's the potato patch there, which are like hand cut by like a person you can see pulling like the little shredder down. Okay, I mean I'm into in it. In the stall yeah. and fried right there, and I usually get like a. a a plain fry with a side of cheese because then you can get a side of ketchup and you can dip and like you can mix and match. Ketchup is the worst sauce. Don't at me. I know ketchup is the worst sauce, but you can also get vinegar or chili or like cheddar cheese okay. or whatever, and that's why I get everything on the side so that I can have a variety of sauces okay. at all times. No, I just I'm very adamant that ketchup is the worst. We're talking about potato patch French fries, Dom. I decided that that might be my my premier fry in terms, or my premier, because it's deep fried, and I think that probably deep frying is the, I love a mashed potato, I love my mom's scallop potatoes, I do think that deep frying is the ideal way to prepare a potato, Um, because you get the crispy outside and the molten inside. (laughs) Potatoes in, like, curry, though, are pretty good. Potatoes in curry are good. My mom, her scalloped potatoes, literally you just layer, like, really thin sliced potatoes. You put salt, pepper, flour, butter, and then another layer of potatoes, another layer of salt, pepper, flour, butter. And then when you fill up the casserole dish, you fill it with milk and you put it in the oven until the top is crispy and brown. Love some potato lasagna. The best. They're so good. (laughs) 
They'd kill Dom, but they're so I good. mean, they'd probably kill me, too, but, like, I'd eat them. Well, I've, I think I shouldn't really eat potatoes. Like, I think I have a mild allergy to them. Impossible. So cheese and dairy. I mean, I think potatoes that, Potatoes and but, dairy uh, would really fuck you up, then. Yeah, but, you know, I, I like to roll the dice. Yeah, let's keep, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, from our friend Sam... Which turns you into a mouse for 36 hours? How do you survive? <laughs> Sleep. Yeah, it's just... I climb yeah. into my sock drawer. Yeah. I guess... And actually, I wouldn't even need to leave my apartment because my cat is so dumb and stupid and slow and un-aggressive. Uh, I mean, my she cat... would not try to kill me. My cat would probably try to kill me, but, like, so long as it happened, like, in the morning before I've gotten out of bed, like, my door is closed. Like, and he can't get in there. And it's only 30 Figure minutes, right? I use my phone. Yeah, I would just enter the public domain. <laughs> I would simply yeah, enter the public domain. If I was turned public. into a mouse, I would simply immediately enter the public domain instead of being forced to wait 95 years. Public domain <laughs> expansion. Uh, Things we know. should expand. Abortion rights. The Supreme Court. Public the public domain. domain. What is uh? What's pu- have what's I said domain expansion? Wrong? Is no. that is that from Jujutsu Kaisen? Domain expansion? Yeah, okay. I never read oh, that. I don't but know. I know I've never seen Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, I could, that has something to do with powers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Text us, tweet us, uh, email us. What what domain expansion is? Okay, we're moving along. Somehow we're below two hours. That that's wild. Keep okay. going. Keep going. Um, yeah. So another question from our buddy Sam. This one I think is a little we're we're getting a little deeper here, but uh, what th- what three games would you say the aging millennial gamer must play, especially considering the lack of free time in this modern world? They do not have to be from this century. He had to throw in to make us old this century. Uh, I think most video games are from the last hundred years. But um, I'm ass- I'm assuming he means video games, not just games, because. Board and tabletop games could be played in any capacity of time. Like, yeah. if you want to play yeah. D&D, you could technically do that in an hour. You would have to do a lot of prep from your friends. Um, but video games, that is a good question. Um, you know, must plays from, like, an academic sense. Um, mm-hmm. You can go one way, and that becomes, like, people having a dick measuring contest. But saying a millennial, as we're aging, considering our lack of free time... That's interesting. Yeah. Um, It's going to come back to something that I said earlier in the podcast, which is that, like, you need to choose games that respect your time. Like, that... uh So, like, games that have long, intense grinds or that are kind of, like, endless, I don't think are as enticing or applicable, especially in this context. So, like, I couldn't say, like, go play Destiny. Like, that's a game that doesn't end, so don't play that. I'm going to offer a wild suggestion given that i haven't actually played it yet but i'm gonna say undertale that's a good like i i think you know getting specific is hard but i think like saying like an emotional role-playing game like undertale is a good choice yeah you know i and you know it's funny undertale is such a strange experience have you played it stuff no, that's what I say. It's weird cause to, for me to suggest okay. it because I still haven't played it yet. But I feel like given like 
my knowledge of the experience other people have had with it and how like it can be kind of a like how it's funny and memey and has good music but also has like this kind of cathartic and emotional through line to it and there's like a big cultural but zeitgeist not, around but it, it too yeah it's part of a cultural zeitgeist but it's also a contained and fairly uh small game in the scheme of things yeah yeah um honestly I don't want to take your answer, but I mean, go, even going to how you're allowed to, to agree with call, me. I can I, be right. I do like, like <laughs> the average time to beat on how long to beat.com for Undertale is seven hours. And that's, you know, that fulfills the respectful of your time. Like thing that I yeah. said. And then, you know, yeah, leisurely exactly. it says 12 hours. And if you're doing the extras, it could be like up to 33, like depending on what you're doing. Yeah. But, um, honestly, yeah, I, uh, I have a hard time saying no to Undertale being in my top. As soon as I saw that question, I was like, "That's the game." I mean, it came to it came to mind for me too. You get to experience Megalovania. You get to experience pixel art. Well, to be fair, in my playthrough, I would not experience Megalovania because I wasn't going to do the No Mercy route because that's too much effort for me personally. Yeah. (laughs) Well, just the way that I played it too. um, Spoilers for a seven. Wow, for a nine-year-old game. uh, Um. When you complete the pacifist run, and this is not story spoilers, but it kind of is. After you do that, and you complete everything, and everyone's happy, the happy ending, a character comes out and says, Hey, that's great. Um, All the characters get their happy ending. But the only thing that can change that is you. So I ask you to leave, in in more or less words. Don't take their happy ending away. Because, you know, as people know, Undertale has... They break the fourth wall, they talk about the save system. Yeah, it gets meta. Yeah, and if you see the happy ending to a game and said, dope, yeah, it's a I'm starting adjacent content. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're like, you know what, that was a cool happy ending, but I want to see what else what else is out there, you are ripping the happy ending away from some metaphysical characters. And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like fighting sins. I don't want to rip the happy ending away. I'm done. And I just left and I never played Undertale again. Yeah. Um, I think if I think if I wanted to give a recommendation that maybe wasn't Undertale, but it was in that same vein of being like an emotional modern RPG that gives you like the good music, the good pixel art, uh, kind of like that quintessential experience of like the what Undertale is trying to replicate, which is like a Super Nintendo RPG. Um, I, I honestly think uh, Sea of Stars is a fantastic thing where like you do not have to grind. You go through the game, you'll do a few fights there's a story there. The music is fantastic. The art is fantastic. Done. Like, that's a good recommendation for, like, a modern game that, like, a millennial gamer should probably touch if they want to, like, engage with mm-hmm. that form of uh, of game. Can I suggest another? Because we're supposed to suggest three, right? Yeah, yeah. three. Can I suggest a, uh, like... Less of, like, a singular game, but more of, like, you should pick something from the ass game genre, like, and just play one of them, because it has totally changed Mm -hmm. the scape of indie games, like, currently. Like... Yeah, for sure. Like... I think that's fair. Like, play... I think we all can have three. I don't think we have to be three from the podcast. I mean, it's fun to kind of come up with an agreed three. Like, that too. Yeah. You know, I think. Yeah. I also just like to be right. I like to have suggested Undertale <laughs> and have both of you agree yeah, with no, me. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I, I was just giving an alternative with Sea of Stars as like no, a, you know. No, yeah. Um, I mean, if I had to pick two more from Undertale, I would probably say 
Mario Kart because it's so pick up and put downable yeah. and it's so accessible and like fairly easy to master. Like it's just RNG that you're playing against eventually. Yeah, but um, I would I would take that out of the like must play in the sense of I would assume people have access to that or would pick it up without recommendation. Oh, like okay, without okay, that's fair. Um, Which is not to say that you're not right, but just of I feel like that doesn't answer no, the question the way mean, I would like yeah. to. I think it, it's tough too because I think about games that I like and it's like, hey, what games would I tell younger Dom to play that I know he would love? But they're not for everybody, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, another suggestion would be out of my three, like so, like Sea of Stars or like another like, you know, emotional role playing game to kind of get into that. Uh, mm-hmm. Or actually, I would just say a like a self contained role playing game there in general. And like, I have if you want like, suggestions, email us and I will send you a list of like short role play like i i he would love to i would love to i love talking about these things and like i don't really get the platform like i know i over talk about them occasionally on here but i don't still have like the platform with which to like fully talk about my knowledge of like these these games uh-huh. no um, it's, we're not set up for that and I, yeah you know, wish we were and uh another game that i think kind of like changed the way you could look at video games from being just a game about like you know accomplishing a goal to also being like an art form Uh would be shadow of the colossus because it also respects your time and that it is not a very long game um i could see that i've never played hades out there is one of yeah that's a fantastic choice I think because you know an aging millennial probably gay probably (laughs) anti-capitalism yeah probably wants to be able to do things in 25 minute bursts yeah god i sorry i just like opened my whole mind to being like oh man shadow the colossus was a fucking good game (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm trying to think of like a third for me um Still trying to like be mindful of like respectful of your time. I don't know. I guess I guess that is three emotional you RP. Insanely, even like an- I mean, Animal Crossing is not necessarily. It's not respectful of your time in that it is addictive, but like it is also something that you can pick up and put down fairly easily without. Yeah, it's it's too much. It's kind of the therapeutic game, is I think what I would say my third category is, and that can either be something uh-huh. like an Animal Crossing for you. Or a Sims or like a city's skyline, something where it's like it's you know, you get yeah. to kind of get that management, like that life building simulator like, out of it. Like, you know, like a like a power washer simulator, yes. perhaps. Uh or like I think like the third category would either be that or um as I said, the uh the ass game. <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly I'm thinking of it in in part of me, you know, assuming you have the resources. I kind of think that respectful of your time or not, I think it would be something like Undertale, Hades, and Breath of the Wild. Because it shows you a lot of what video games can be from different levels, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I would say like, they, they all like three you of those... Can do vampire, like, you can do an ass game on, or like, I don't know, like, in Hades you can do on so many different systems. Yeah. There are so and, many... And I come from this, like, Undertale has that emotion. It it, it it gets a little meta. It's funny. It's pretty simple. It's pick up and play. Um, Hades, you could do runs. It can get very, very, like, controller-breakingly difficult. And it also has accessibility to get easy. Yeah. And then Breath of the Wild is like, hey, you know of Zelda. Like, look how far games have come. Like, this is 
pretty incredible However stuff. However much you want to invest in this, you can. I honestly, <laughs> I think I would... are the definitive games, but, like, they're just three of, like... Yeah. And I'm not saying you buy Breath of the Wild and play through all of it, but I think you owe it to yourself to give Breath of the Wild three hours... Yeah. ...on a weekend and say, like, go to your buddy's house who has a Switch who has it, play the intro, and be like, that was cool, I, I have other stuff to do, but... I think that yeah, falls think under the Shadow of the like, Colossus like genre for me. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like Switch and then a game that is on mobile are both like the most accessible. also accessible yeah. and cheap ways to get into gaming. Yeah, yeah, because everybody has a phone, despite what <laughs> the fans of World of Warcraft would have you believe. <laughs> that was Diablo. We do all have phones. It was Diablo. Diablo, yes. I just knew it was that. Yeah, we do all have phones, whether or not we want to use them yes. for games. We do all have one. Uh, cool. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, but yeah, I, anything from that group, we each have our three, but it seems like we're all agreement on like Undertale or Sea of Stars or Shadow of Colossus, and then depending on what your taste is. And fuck it, yeah. Get Mario Kart and Smash Bros. Don't be, yeah. don't be a nerd. Like it's, it's one of those things where, like, I know that, like, we say as aging millennials, like, it's hard to find time for games. I sit here and I play hundreds of hours into a game, so like, I don't know how true that is. Well, it, it's, it's true. So I have a lot of friends. Like, yeah, man, I don't really play video games. Yeah, like they might have kids or something. You... Like, yeah. Well, I see. Well, the hard part about it is, you know. It, we, hey, wouldn't be an episode of Geekly Reveal if we didn't talk about capitalism. There's an erosion of third spaces. <laughs> yeah. We have, like, such bad body positivity as a whole. Like, I met up with some friends this week, and we're all like, we're body positive about each other. We're all telling each other how hot each other are, but we're all like, eh, I'm out of shape. I don't like the way I look. And yet, three other people are like, but you're hot, though. It's like, yeah, no, it's fine if everyone else looks like that. But for me, I need to look a certain way because of self-conscious. So we're all... Trying to either go to the gym or juggle jobs, juggle kids, try to make things better. Don't do juggle your children. Also, not to be not to be a complete and absolute shill, but I've been doing yoga with Adrian on YouTube, and I think I might be. I, I think I think yoga might be my thing. Hey, if you're moving your body, that's a good thing. When does he? Like, when do they teach you yoga fire? What <laughs> yoga? <laughs> It's a Street Fighter street move. Dalsim has a move called uh, Yoga Fire. Well, that's the thing is that if I did the thing that if I did, so she's doing a like a thirty days thing for January, and I started like eight days late, but so I'm on uh, six today. But today was the core day. I don't. I'm, what's math? What's today's the? Yeah, so I'm this six days 12. behind. Oh, six days behind. Okay. I'm six days behind. So it is six today. But uh, today was core strength stuff. And I think if I did just today's workout every day, I would have better abs than, like, any shonen protagonist. Yeah, right. but what about Ryuji from Persona 5? He has an 8-pack. <laughs> yeah, we have, like, a 12-pack. Like, a, like, a bleach like a bleach filler villain. Like. <laughs> You'd be looking like Goku <laughs> in all the fan art where they just don't know how to draw muscles. <laughs> uh... Yeah, no, if you're, but all I have to say, yeah, we, we have an erosion of third spaces. So I hear people saying shit like, I don't have time to play games. I'm like, but you do stuff and you're not doing the things you want to do, not productively, but like in an efficient time, efficient way. So it's like, oh yeah, you did a two hour workout, but somehow that took you four hours. You took a half hour shower, but somehow that took you two hours. You ate breakfast for five minutes, but somehow that took you 15. Like everything we do is all jacked up with commutes and stuff. So you have time to play games. Just focus. Absorb art, enjoy yourself, be happy. 
maybe hang out with your friends during an eclipse and just see how the world goes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's, Mo- you know, like they say. Like they say, it's one. It's like the Nidia. Do moon magic, like they say. Uh, another, uh, in the last one from our friend Sam, just because they were all together on this list, and then we'll jump back to some other ones. What is one habit you picked up in 2023 that personally helped you, and do you recommend it to the people? Y'all have anything? Any habits you picked up? Um, I will not say vaping marijuana, <laughs> because I was already doing that before 2023. <laughs> Uh, mine is uh, every time I get up from my computer desk to go upstairs because my my office is in a basement. I pick up uh, multiple. Pe- I pick up like a bag of trash and go throw it away, like to keep the area clean. Like or I tidy one thing on my way upstairs. Like I get up, I clean something, and then I go. And I do recommend that. I recommend the idea of, like, especially if you work from home, anytime you get up from your workspace to go do something, quickly clean something, stretch, do something, and then go do the thing. Yeah. It's uh, not something I ever did, but my dad told me once, and I've done this a few times. When you're playing a video game where you have to keep going in and out of it a lot, uh, like a multiplayer game, every time you die or get mad at a match, just do some push-ups. It will at least calm you down. Yeah. Um, and the way I played Splatoon, oh man, I would have anchor arms. <laughs> um, but two things that I've been doing that I have found valuable is trying to anchor burn through a lot, <laughs> a lot of video games in my backlog. Like, hey, you don't have to forever your games. Just try them. Just play a little bit, do a little bit, and move it to a list. Just, just be done with it. So that's been helpful. Um, and trying non-alcoholic beers, like adding them to my rotation, if you consider drinking to be a habit, I've added more non-alcoholic mm-hmm. ones. I actually had one today, despite drinking a bunch of alcohol. I'm like, eh, let me do a non-alcoholic one, because I still want one. I do recommend trying some non-alcoholic beers if you are an alcohol drinker. Uh, the taste are I have a good better. one. Go for it. I have a good one. Um, I just thought of it, which is uh, accepting your body as it is right now. Yeah. Uh, which when we went, so like, uh, my roommate had just lost, had lost a bunch of weight. And so we went thrifting at the beginning of summer and I had gained a bunch of weight, but I was just like, I want clothes that will fit me for the summer so that I am comfortable and I do not overheat. And I just bought things that fit me that day. And I didn't like stress out about what the size was or like what, like the, my perception, like, I was like, these clothes are comfortable and they will keep me cool. Like, and I think that's, like, a kind of one of those, like, body neutrality things that it's hard to get into the headspace of. But, like, like I have, and, like, I, you know, I have a, t- a bunch of clothes that I was would like to lose weight to fit into better. But, like, also accepting, like, I don't fit into those clothes right now. That's fine. Yeah. And I still need to own clothes that I will feel happy and comfortable in. That has been, like, an ongoing... During- journey for myself too like I, I know out of the three of us i am the largest why do i not simply eat the two other co-hosts <laughs> but what everything steph says please don't very applicable <laughs> i want to live no it's it's, it's absolutely dumb, true. Dumb, 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 um, dumb. i couldn't eat you i don't like dark meat <laughs> <laughs> dumb as fuck. <laughs> you don't though? You know, I, I don't I'm not yeah, I'm not jokes. a huge dark meat fan. 
No, neither am I, because I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, there's just this other color of meat just in, in the bird. Like, uh, this isn't a metaphor. There's no joke here. Yeah, I love no. jokes. I'm not yeah, going yeah. that. I'm looking, I'm like, but... Did you know, though, that that is a Victorian thing, that they were like, we're going to start calling it white meat and dark meat so that we can be racist about chicken parts? Of course. Yeah, you know, why not? That makes more sense. Like, it's... T- it's it's one of those things like you could have said it without the racism, but they were going for the racism. No, it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of it. It's if it's there, I'll eat it. Put it on a sandwich, it's good though. <sighs> At any rate, uh, yeah, good <laughs> habits. Uh, yeah, I've I've been developing the habit of if you're hungry, eat. Your body needs it, and if you feel that you're too big, don't stop eating. If you don't like your body size, just move more. You probably can move more. You don't have to lose weight in any way. My my legs are weak. I don't care about the scale. Fuck the scale. Don't fuck the scale. But who cares what the scale says? <laughs> what number is on it? Just make sure you're healthy and you have energy to move. And you can you can also you can also do things like eat a lot of vegetables. That's what I've been on. Is when I'm hungry. Guess I'm having a big fucking salad. <laughs> like, what do you do if you're stuffed though? Uh, you eat your vegetables like anyways because it's good for you. Uh, and you Occasionally, should. I do eat a big Pew! fucking salad. Pew! Look, <laughs> I like arugula. Arugula is delicious. It is. I just it's have that... to like actually buy it and then be in the mood to eat it, yeah, and I'm... then also eat it before it goes bad. I'm not gonna say that like buying and eating vegetables is easy. Like it sucks to try to keep those things stocked and then like also not let them and, just like, go. I bad. love a fucking avocado, but like re- buying an avocado is worse than playing the lottery. <laughs> no, that's no, that's that's true. Yes. No, no one would shame anyone for buying avocados and not eating them. Yeah. Hey, let's do a challenge this year, Steph. Okay, what is it? <laughs> agrees to challenge every t- doesn't know <laughs> every time i read a book you have to eat a salad okay that's an easy Bet. challenge <laughs> graphic novels i'll too. eat zero salads this year <laughs> what are we talking like fuck off <laughs> well no i'll i'll read i'll read to keep my friend healthy <laughs> steph every time i read a book you have to eat a salad <laughs> Okay, bet. That's, like that's twice as many as me, <laughs> and unfortunately, I'm rolling a zero right now. <laughs> no, graphic novels count, but also graphic novels if, count, audiobooks count. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure something out. We're all trying to help each other grow and flourish. Uh, cool. Damn, I'm already doing my uh, my my New Year's resolution this year is to do Soup Quest. Uh, and my soup quest is every month I'm going to make a soup I've never made before okay. at home and eat it. I like that. Yeah, but that. Yeah, but also, Steph, I, I don't think it's inappropriate to say on the podcast, you're a sapphic person. This just sounds That's like true. a way... Yeah, you're just trying to date people. Like, you're not fooling me. <laughs> Look, I also just like to eat soup. <laughs> I had a really good soup one recently when I hung out with some friends. I'll send you guys the recipe. You don't even have to put dairy in it. You would like it, Dom. It is a... you put, And I and you put spinach in it so that it has some vegetables. Okay. Uh, But it is like a... Like a tomato and spicy sausage soup that... No, that sounds uh, good as hell. You just yeah, you just like you fry up some of some Italian sausage, you dump it in at the last minute, like it's like vegetable broth and tomatoes, and you throw some like shells or some bow ties or whatever in. It's so good. It sounds like heartburn soup to me, but I would still eat it. It's heartburn soup, but it was <laughs> yeah. so good. Well, that's why you grind up tums as garnish. <laughs> you just put the tums straight into the soup. <laughs> 
cool. Yeah. That's like, it, there was a reason. One of the... One, Salt Bay, but with tongues. Eight of Taskmaster, and one of the things was like, identify the tastes in this, and one of them was toothpaste tomato. <laughs> yeah, they, they do that a good bit. And I think of that constantly whenever I'm eating Tums, because I have to... Because I'm eating tomato products. Quick, quick Taskmaster's question. Who has the best tongue? Yes. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, okay. We have a question that says, what would your first decree as the silliest goose of Gooseville? Yeah, what would be your first decree? That's from... Sophie, our pal Sophie. Cool, yeah, because I missed the top of the picture. Not yeah, the cat. and how would, you, how would you win the position of silliest goose of Gooseville? In fact? Oh, I was going to hit him with the follow-up, but hey, we could, we could do them both at once. So, despite being untrustworthy, geese can be interesting and dope when they are untitled geese. When they have not yet been titled. What would the first decree be? You know? Uh, free bread. Not unlimited, but free. Okay. I think if I was a... Well, because it's like the silliest goose, but also you're in goose... Is it Gooseville? Is it Ville? Yeah. Yeah, Gooseville. Yeah, it's like Duckburg, but with geese. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, like, uh, it's not unrelated. like Entitled Goose Game where you're the only goose. This is the goose situation. However you interpret Gooseville. <laughs> like, because there's dogs in Duckburg. Right? I, mean, I just yeah, thought there, that Gooseville there, was the name of a There's probably beavers in Beaver County, but I don't know about where they live. <laughs> there's lots of beavers in Beaver County. Gross. Hey. Gross. <laughs> D- Damn. <laughs> Get it? Cause beaver, damn. Ha, ha, ha. But no, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say I would make bread be free, not unlimited. That's what makes it silly is that it's in small quantities, but it is free. Uh-huh. And how would I become the silliest goose? I would record 260 episodes of a spinoff podcast on a podcast feed with a different name. <laughs> That's how I would become. The silliest I was going to say, the way, the way that I would become the silliest goose is by having the majority of the podcast titles be shit that I've said. <laughs> I would become the silliest goose by spending $1 on a Garfield plushie at a tag sale in Connecticut and then keeping it in my bedroom, hovering over my everything I do. That is a pretty silly goose thing to do. Is that the uh, wizard Garfield or? That's my, that, that's my, uh, That's Garfield the Deals Warlock. Warlock. Deals Warlock. Yeah, Garfield the Deer's World deals Warlock. I moved him. You no longer see him behind me because I moved him to hang above me. Creepier. Uh, <laughs> good. So we said Duckburg, and that made me think of Lorcana. Steph, have you another, considered? Uh, oh, now I can open my door more. Steph, is the thing. Do you remember earlier? <laughs> he was hanging on my door. It caused a problem. Do you remember earlier when Dom was like, you know, if you're not, if you're, if you're single and you're like looking and you can't really have like. Dakimakuras without like you know having the right person. Have you ever considered that if you ever bring someone home, you got to explain that Garfield's watching? Uh, I feel less bad about Garfield watching than having to hide the Dakimakuras. <laughs> Literally, when my friend Cat sits, I put them in the closet and I hope that she's not like a like a creeper. And you know what? If she is, then that's on her, and she has to live with that. <laughs> Wait. She opened my closet and found my fucking. I mean, body I can't make too much fun because the pillowcase on the it. eyes from the Great Gatsby watch me while I sleep. So. <laughs> Steph, 
I'm gonna pry into your business real quick. You, you court people from time to time. Do you always hide the Dakimakura? Because maybe yes. that's. Have you tried not hiding it? <laughs> um, we we mentioned I, we said Gooseville, and that made me mention Duckburg, and that made me think of Lorcana, a game that I'm trying to play. Um, here's this cool ass character that's Winnie the Pooh as the Honey Wizard. And I wish I had a plush of this to, to go with Wizard Garfield. Because it's yeah. like, that's a cool idea. Unfortunate that the that's honey cool as shit. Uh, that the honey is kind of the same color as Pooh, so it looks like he just has huge testicles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, the, on the, yeah, the, the, the bee nest. Big Pooh. Hey, you know what? He's just a tanuki. Like, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> I've never seen Mario get a get a poo suit before. <laughs> at least, uh, no. This is, this is a neat game. I'm looking forward to the Ducktales uh, ex- uh, in the next expansion. But yeah, that that's that's how Goose Zone would be. What would your decrees be in in a silly silly sk- geese? I don't have any decrees. What was yours? Free bread. <laughs> free bread, but it's not unlimited. But it is free. I don't have any decrees. <laughs> I don't know. I would dissolve okay. the government. Says libertarian Goose- <laughs> Gooseville. <laughs> I would dissolve the government. <laughs> well, hopefully it's an anarchist, because if it's a libertarian, then you have weird opinions about, like, underage geese. Gross. This is my call-out post on my Twitter.com. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> you mean? I, I, I didn't... Look, look. Okay, so I didn't know the, the term for for, like, child geese. Um, this gosling is funny to me. I just know that was Darkwing Duck's, like, daughter, quote-unquote's name, or whatever the (laughs) hell she was. So I'm like, Uh. that must be some baby bird. I don't know what a goslin gosling is. Mm -hmm. His name was Drake? Because it was, like, Goslin, but it was Goslin, like... that's a good joke, because his name was, what, Drake Mallard? Is Drake, like, a bird thing? Yes. Drake is, yeah. Drake is a dragon. Drake and Mallard are both... Yeah, they're both I knew Mallard was, ducks. yeah. Drake is a male duck, isn't yes. it? Yes. Oh, neat. Oh, it's like a Stan Smith kind of name. Okay. And then Scrooge was just called Scrooge because, you know, that's... Yeah. Hey, I I learned by searching Drake Mallard on Google that you can hear goose calls. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course if you I can. If I was the silliest goose no, but I mean, like, as part of Google. my decree would be... Uh, poop on men <laughs> do you have to decree something that's already happening <laughs> and also when you say men you mean the gender not like we're geese and we poop on humankind no correct men? okay just checking. I, mean, I can't believe you've doomed me like to this <laughs> oh jeez okay well it's Steph, we, goose we, we poop contains our, uh, diseases please don't so does many poop. <laughs> All poop contained diseases. Nah, mine continues gold. <laughs> Stop drinking gold schlager then. You have a problem. <laughs> uh, man, no, that made me think of a funny Dave Chappelle skit from the Chappelle show back before he beca- decided to become a turf. Um, it was a very funny joke. He just did rich guy shit. It was like a Cribs thing. Um, cool, and I think we're almost done. Uh, one for you, Steph, from our yeah. friend Sophia. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten, one being the least, ten being the most, how angry are you at Neil Gaiman for the end of Good Omen season two? 
zero? Is zero on the scale? Did you say that? One is the least. One. So ze- okay, zero can be the I'll least. I'll say one. Okay. Yeah, I'll say one because it seems like even when, even though the, it aired while they were on strike, um, it seemed really obvious that they wouldn't have ended the season on a crazy cliffhanger like that if they didn't have a season three absolutely nailed down. Um, because it was very, like, dramatic and angsty and cliffhangery, like, uh, spoilers for a six-month-old show when you're two hours into a podcast that drunk people are talking on, so shock, like, don't be shocked, but, like, at the end of season two of Good Omens, uh, Aziraphale is invited back to heaven to be the grand archangel for the second coming. This is up to And... The grand, yeah, I almost said Grand Archangel. Uh, <laughs> um, which actually makes me laugh because uh, they every time they do any kind of religious thing on Dimension Twenty, uh, Brennan does not know that it's Arch Archbishop and not Archbishop. Oh, that's uh, fair. So just, I, I I sometimes go back and forth. I'm like, I don't actually know. Well, it's not the bishop of the arch. It's the bis- it's the archbishop. It's- bishop. Bishop. <laughs> no. yeah, arch your bishop. <laughs> Paint your picture. <laughs> arch your bishop. Um, I lost my. Tell me what I was saying. I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. I've had a whole bottle uh, of mead. It, it's like a bottle. Yeah, you were of talking wine. about. Yeah, you're talking about uh, good omens. Uh, the archbishop oh oh yeah yeah i just think that so and then uh at the end of the season crowley like runs up to Aziraphale and is like like don't go do this stay with me and like literally and like kisses him on the mouth and it's like i love you stay here with me and Aziraphale's like i have to do what's right uh and be an angel in heaven uh and i don't think that i feel like neil gaiman just respects the LGBTs a little bit more than that to just like end a show on that without a guarantee of a like positive reconciliation. Okay. Fair um, enough. So and like it just like even when they were on strike, it just seemed like very clear that it was just a matter of time that it would get renewed. And even like when he was talking about season two, the um the discourse was kind of like, this was not ever, like, this wasn't what I discussed with Terry Pratchett when we were discussing a sequel. This is the, this is what gets us to what I discussed to with Terry Pratchett when we were discussing a sequel. So, like, season three is what Neil and Terry talked about as a sequel to, to the original Good Omens novel. Ah. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, so that's my feelings. Can't call you on any of that, so. Um, and the final question, and then we'll get to the biz, uh, from our friend Sierra, best meme and worst meme. Uh, that's a tough question. Worst meme is sticking out your gat for the Rizzler. (laughs) Yeah, you know what, no. (laughs) Worst meme. You're right, I want to say gat as a meme meme is actually the worst. Gen Z, quote unquote, but it's actually just black slay. Yeah, yeah, is bad. And he, and he misappropriated AAVE is bad. Um, 
Here's one I just, there's lots, if you search 2023 meme calendar, you can find a lot of the big memes from the year. Like, everyone has different ideas. Um, I, I don't know what the best one was. There were some good ones. I mean, Barbenheimer was pretty fire. Yeah. Um, Barbenheimer's a good content. Billionaires exploding themselves, great content. Yeah. The one, the, I mean. Always if, a fan of this. If we're looking at purely just, like, a meme format that was used, the Nick Cage and the other guy. Smiling at each Pedro other. Pedro Pascal. That's Pedro that Pascal. So okay. good. That's that a mo- good that meme. movie. That was the uh, the Nick Cage movie, the where okay. he plays Nick Cage. It was so funny. It was really good. They're on LSD in that scene. Oh, <laughs> that looks like it. Um, the Joss Hutcherson meme came back. Colleen Ballinger played on the guitar. This was an interesting year for memes. Uh, oh my god, the Colleen Ballinger guitar apology. Yeah. that was something else, huh? And I want to say worst thing that happened in meme culture but one of the best memes like she blessed us with that it didn't help her out but that that, that was fun that, that was cool i think one of the uh, best memes is uh, how much do you think about the roman empire the yeah <laughs> or like xyz is my roman empire yeah <laughs> yeah so you know lots of good memes uh i think you know using it in the mimetic sense not the Elon musk sense but a very good year for just people goofing for uh, laughs yeah and yeah this, but barbenheimer is probably my favorite just because it came up organically yeah, the, the concept of yeah this just the weird fusion of the two things and i want i wish i could go out on a limb and say hey joe coy he did his performance at was the fuck the golden globes his joke was sexist because the punchline stopped I think too early. I think if you would have said, oh man, Oppenheimer was based on a book about this thing and Barbie was a movie about a doll with big boobs, but that's the one that made me feel something and Oppenheimer just made me realize that men are going to destroy society. There's a joke there. You cut the punchline off early, do better, Golden Globes, don't hire somebody 10 days before your event. That's my hot take. Also, don't blame your writers for your bad jokes. Huge, uh, like not. I'm blaming take, everybody. Like, I'm blaming the comedian and the writers. I, everyone went down with that shit. Like, that was bad like, times. He, like after the Golden Globes, and he was like, "Oh, everyone called me racist or sexist, but like you know, I had ten days to write, or like, and I didn't write all of these jokes." And like, don't after like a hundred days writers strike, don't blame your writers for like the jokes that didn't land. In fact, go fuck not yourself. Also, perhaps. a writer. Like, uh, I would... yeah, like you wrote some of the joke. He was like, I take credit for the funny jokes. It's like, it's like, yo, my writer sucked. Aren't you a writer? Yeah, I said we sucked. <laughs> like, that'd have been <laughs> that'd have been okay. Um, listeners, you got two hours for the new year. Um, I would say I hope you're happy, but I know the content we just put on. I'm kidding, I think that was good content, good Rip. conversation. You got our year end list. You basically got two and a half episodes. Let's let's keep it 100. Um, oh, also my favorite me- what other meme was the football player that is going to go to, I think, West Virginia next year. <laughs> uh, his name is Noah, and his last name is spelled K and then the N-word, but with an A. <laughs> and I have no idea how they're going to get through it, because it is pronounced like the N-word with just an A. Um, and his dad was a coach, so good luck to the announcers next year. I hope you all don't get canceled. Um, speed. not for saying his name, you're allowed to, but don't get, don't get sloppy. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you get, you get K's, you don't get any N's. Um, 
if you know you know hey uh steph would you like to hit the people with the social media biz uh yeah if you want to find us on the internet you can do that uh oh my gosh leaning forward makes me have to pee even worse uh <laughs> Let's see. Uh, if you want to do that, you can find us at charactorreveal.simplecast.com on your browser. You can find us at Character Reveal in your podcast catcher of choice. Um, let's see. You can email us at charactorreveal at gmail.com. Um, if you want to find us on social media, that's Character Rev on Twitter, Character Reveal on Facebook and Instagram. It's so lucky that I can do this from instinct because neither of these men can even remotely hit all of these beats with any sort of certainty. I can uh, remotely. Let, let's let's be real. Yeah, remotely, I can remotely. Perhaps. I'm the one who's um, guilty of not knowing anything. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and then you can find us individually. Uh, Eric's on Final Fantasy XIV somewhere if you want to find him. Yep. My name is uh, a VTuber's name. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, and also, uh, you know, email him about whatever he said to email him about. Book recommendations, maybe? No, it was I don't game know. recommendations. RPG recommendations. Game rec- RPG recommendations. Uh, Characterreveal at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find uh, me on the internet, Car- uh, Captain Steph on Twitter, The Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hello Steph on Instagram. Dom is Brother Dom, anywhere he wants to be found on the internet. Uh, you can support us financially if you want to. Uh, that's patreon.com slash character reveal. You can be a patron of it all, a dollar or more per month. We would love to return to a sort of renaissance style situation where we are just creating content and Artists some rich person is paying us to do it. Yeah, pay us enough and I'll quit my job and make content for you every day. For $8,000 a month, I will stop. Yeah. <laughs> As the old meme saith. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and if you want to, uh, you know, uh, support us, but get something out of it for yourself, you can buy coffee. You can buy coffee. We mentioned it at the top and we'll finish off strong here real quickly. Grinding Coffee Company. They are our sponsor. They make coffee. It's an online coffee shop, uh, led by, um, women. It's black lead. It's LGBTQ plus lead. It is great online coffee shop. They have lots of good flavors. Like I said, they have a flavor called the Gay Agenda. They have a flavor that's just as mocha. They have lots of different flavors. They got beans, grounds, K cups, <laughs> whatever you need to do to get your coffee. It's great. They also got uh, mugs, you know, drinking receptacles, other coffee peripherals. So go check them out. You can find uh, their link in our description. And you. Check it out. We got a deal for you. We're not going to send you away empty-handed. If you use offer code character reveal, that's all one word, character reveal. So there will be two R's in the middle. You get 10% off your order, and that's great because it helps you. It helps us. It helps them. It's a triple win, 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 win. You can't go wrong with that. Grinding Coffee Company, offer code character reveal. They make coffee for gamers, streamers, anybody. It's good stuff. Check them out. <laughs> and listeners, happy new year. Happy January. Happy Again. everything. We'll, uh... We all got to go to the bathroom and get to sleep. But, hey, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks for another year. We're going to get you another one. We got a character reveal episode. Go check it out. Lots more read wall coming up. Super Mario RPG. It's going to be coming. Why wouldn't it? But until next <laughs> yeah. time, see you later. Bye. Bye.